Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a bunch of random nonsense for your ears that you listen to with your ears. I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we discuss the results of Jason's Coke Pepsi blind taste test. And he gives us an insurance update. Well, kind of, sort of. But we find out just how funny his kids are. <laughs> funny looking, that is. That's a dad joke. And also, KJ tells some more ghost stories. Or is it goat stories? Next, we'll unveil some more real thoughts and get into a brand new segment. Oh, it's called Minnesota Nice, don't you know? Then, we discuss more pronunciations. And I may or may not actually beat Jason in our quiz segment. Later, actually much later, we'll play Do We Have a Guest? And our resident expert, Robert Byrd, joins us for our fantasy football deep dive of the week, don't you know? We'll wrap it all up with our recommendations, feedback, and of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Oh, because speaking of tangents, eh? In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. And speaking of things that happened this week, mm-hmm. the Cubs won. Yeah. You excited about that? I'm very excited about that. Um, I, I don't think I was alone in that. I gave up on them on game in game four. Oh, I, according to Twitter, I didn't actually watch it, but according to Twitter, no, you you were in very good company if you turned the game off even at that point. I turned it off in the eighth inning, right before they mounted their comeback, and I'm like, they're done. That's you know, because they went up two two zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and they won both of their games at Wrigley, and then I th- it's shifted to San Francisco. And you know the whole San Francisco wins every two years. Yeah, even years, yep. Yep, every even year. Like 2010, 2012, 2014, I believe. Yep. So everybody's saying it's their year again, which I didn't really believe, but then when they get back and they win that game in 13 innings, you just kind of knew that the Cubs were going to lose game four. And right. when they went down 5-2, to two, I uh, gave up, shut the TV off, went to bed, found out they won, um, <laughs> which I'm a, I've been a Cubs fan since I was very little, and a lot of people think I'm a Twins fan, and I am, I am a Twins fan now, but I've been a Cubs fan since I was young. So um, I went through the whole Bartman thing. I've, I went through all that stuff, and to see them actually win... Actually, I didn't see them win to find out that they won. <laughs> to read and see that they won. Yeah, that's the, definitely the coolest thing that happened to me this week. So cool. um, I've been a I've also been a Cubs fan, you know, just casual fan and Braves both since I was a kid because of TBS and WGN. That's why I was too because they're yeah, the only. I grew up in areas. I'm moving around the country. I grew up in areas that didn't have teams most of the time that were in the city. I mean, local teams, but um, I was always able to watch Braves and Cubs because we always got, wherever I lived, I got TBS and WGN. So yep. I've, I've always been kind of fans of both of those teams. Or I, I'd like to see the Cubs win this year. And do you think that this is similar to the Red Sox 
in a, was it 2004 the first time they won when they came back against the Yankees? Um, uh, it might have been. It might have been 04. I can't remember the exact year, but I know what you're talking about. They were down 3-0. Yeah, and they came back and won. And it was just one of those where once that happened, it almost got them over the hump of the curse and all that feeling yes. of, oh, no, we're doomed. This has a similar feeling to me, though not as big of a thing, but this has a similar feel to it. Do you think this will lead to Cubs fans now going, oh, we're gonna, we got it now, we're going to win? Yes, I do. Because most of those Cub fans turned the TV off because they just knew. And um, some of them didn't, obviously. They were with it till the end. But whenever they found out the news that they won, I think that was a huge shift because, like you said, they they haven't been able to get over that hump. Things just haven't fallen the right way. Um, Bartman knocks the ball out of Moises to lose hands. You know, uh, they're about to win that that the whole they're about to go to the world series and that to happen now to come back on the giants who seemingly had the mojo like you just thought it was going to happen to the cubs again and to come back in the ninth inning and score four runs are you kidding me so yeah i think that the cub fans are feeling optimistic but still there's a hint of anxiety still there um, because they could certainly choke it up still oh yeah and this this would be even more soul crushing if now, after seemingly getting over that hump and breaking through, <laughs> then if they lost it in some, you know, you know, horrific fashion, that it would be even worse, I think, now than if they had just lost that game. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, you know, when Tony uses the term unbridled optimism, yeah. I don't think we're there yet. I think we're at cautious optimism. Or so the optimism is somewhat bridled. The opti- Partially yes. bridled. Yes, partially bridled optimism. So... We'll see. Uh, I think that game one, it'll be John Lester again pitching, whoever mm-hmm. they end up playing. Uh, big game. Uh, at the time we're recording this, the Nats and the Dodgers play game five tonight. Big, big game. Uh, I'll be cheering for the Nats, even though I yes. think the Dodgers will be a better match for the Cubs. Who doesn't want Tony and Wilbon to square off over the Cubs and the Nats? I think that would be fun. And the winner of that would determine who goes to the World Series. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. So the, yeah, that would be that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. So John Lester is going to go, and then I don't know when Jake Arrieta is going to pitch. Probably game three again. Um, but I have to mention this little little story. Uh, I tweeted when, what was it? Game three, I think, when Jake Arrieta yeah. was pitching. Mm-hmm. And every time I, as soon as I found out about Jake Arrieta, so several years ago, all I see is um, the actor that played. On Deadwood, he was in Deadwood and Justified, and several yep. other things. Um, and I didn't even know his name. I didn't either until you tweeted about it. Yeah, so I tweeted something like, "I can't possibly be the only person who sees the dude from Justified and Deadwood every time yep. I look at Jake Arrieta." Can I? It, seriously, <laughs> every time. Oh and, yeah, when I when you put you put two pictures in there yes. of one of each of them, and it it looks like the same person to me. It, down to everything the beard the eyes yes to me when i every time i see jake arietta doesn't exist he is not different to me than this <laughs> garrett dillahunt that's the guy's name garrett dillahunt it's the actor playing a pitcher yes uh, playing the role of pitcher yeah. yes so um i tweeted that out and i didn't tag the guy because i didn't know his name and of course yes. i could have looked it up but i was kind of lazy it's like but oh. you actually said the dude i that called him the dude <laughs> And then he... That's what made me laugh. Yeah, and then he quoted my tweet, and he said something like, well, maybe Jake's dad. 
um, which That's was funny. hilarious. I certainly didn't expect that because I didn't tag him. But so I'm not sure how exactly he came onto that tweet of mine. But That's awesome, you know, he doesn't That's follow really cool. me like Tay Diggs, but follows you. But <laughs> um, so enough about that. So we're cheering for the Cubs. The, the yeah. official position of speaking of tangents is go Cubs. And for now, at least, go Nats. Go Nats, yep. And, and you know, some people will say, well, you got to be excited about Cleveland Indians because they're, you know, they're MLB Central. They're representing the Twins. N- uh, no. It's Cubs. <laughs> it's Cubs all the way. Uh, so that was... I don't a, have any problem with the Indians. No, it's I just, don't at no. all. And I like Terry Francona, and I, and I, I, I also like the Red Sox. A lot of people loathe the Red Sox. So I felt, I actually kind of felt bad that they got swept. But they have won recently, and Cleveland, I'm sorry, but the Cavs won. So Cleveland can be okay without another championship three months later or whatever it is. Yeah, don't be greedy, Cleveland. Yeah, but you know what? I like Cleveland, um, and I like Terry Francona, but it's the Cubs all the way from here on out. Um, So that was the most exciting thing for me this week. It's just playoff and baseball in general. All all the series have been great, but the Cubs winning and, and in the fashion they won while I was sleeping is uh, is awesome. <laughs> so what about you? Do you have any um, insurance updates for us? Or insurance updates, I should say. Insurance, yeah. Um, no, not yet. And I say yet because um, the day that we're recording this, I'm taking uh, my kids to the doctor this afternoon. And oh. so I may have some more updates because, you know, the times when I had so many updates before, it was always after or just prior to a doctor visit when I would have to actually interact with the insurance. Uh So I would say that the best way to not have insurance problems is to never have to interact with insurance whatsoever. Right. Never make a claim. Yeah. Never make a claim. That's what they want. You know, they want you to pay your premiums and then never, never, never file anything ever. Yeah. Never question anything. Don't call their customer service. (laughs) But anyway, so I may have, may have something for next week. So stay tuned. Yeah. But, you know, since since I am taking uh, my kids today, uh, both, both of them have to go just for regular checkup stuff, um, I, it reminded me of uh, this notebook that I have that I keep that um, ever since they were born, I've been keeping this notebook where I write down just any ridiculous thing that they say because otherwise I would forget it. Just, you know, not the greatest memory in the world. That's a cool and idea. So, yeah, and so I, I'm trying to keep keep track of some stuff. So I often go back and read it and look through it um, just to see, just flip to a random page and just see just some of the ridiculous stuff that kids say. And anybody out there with kids who are old enough to, you know, to form thoughts and words into a sentence has probably had the same experience where they just will randomly say stuff in the way that they look at things and the perspective that they have. It's just completely different angle, even though they're in a lot of ways they're many versions of their parents. Yes, it's it's just the different angles that they take, whether it be in from just them being a different person, have a different personality, or just from you know you know inexperience or lack of knowledge or um, just different ways of looking at things. They're not they're not you know typically they're not uh, worn down by the world at five years old, so they kind of look at things different differently. Right, it's like um, that TV show. Kids say the darndest things. Yeah, and I think there was a whole like um there's been several Twitter accounts that I know of that are like basically just tweeting out random stuff that their kids would say. People people have done that. Uh, I'm not going to do that, but I was flipping through that notebook today just thinking about, you know, I need to get that out just in case they say something crazy at the doctor. I need to remember to write it down. And I just figured, you know, why not just 
flip to a random page in this thing and read something ridiculous that my kids have said. Awesome. This is from 2011. Uh, my son was about six years old. Uh, my son was mad at Deanna for something she told him not to do. He drew two pictures, one of Deanna and one of his fist, and said, this is my fist, this is you, and then smacked them together over and over. <laughs> this is a six-year-old, which I, I know, you know that's not appropriate, and he kind of got in trouble for that, but it just cracked me up. So uh, I, I kind of went easy on him, and I couldn't help but laugh when he did it. Well, yeah. <laughs> This is my fist, and this is your, what is it, your face? Yeah, this is, this is you. He said to oh, my this wife, is this is his mom, this is you. I mean, and started smacking <laughs> the, the two pieces of paper together. That's hilarious. Which, I mean, that's pretty creative. Yes, it is. Uh, here's one from uh, another one later that year, also 2011, so he's about six. Um, I gave my son some tea today, but he didn't really like it. I asked him what he thought it tasted like, and he said monkey. <laughs> when I asked him what a monkey tastes like, he said bananas and chocolate. Which, I, I, I guess that makes sense. Uh, later on, he described a drink tasting like Saturn. He has an awesome imagination, and he also set me up for a joke, because later that week, I told this story, and a friend of mine said, well, what does Saturn taste like? And I said, well, just like Uranus, of course. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I should have, no, but I didn't. Without, yeah, I was going to say, you should have with our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's All right, funny. I got, I, got, I got one more of that, uh, and then we'll get out of this. This was from 2012, uh, so he's about seven. My son said today that we should paint racing stripes on our car. I told him it wasn't that kind of car, and it wouldn't look right. So we said we should put flames on the side. I told him that also wasn't a good idea. He tapped me on the shoulder and said, No, Dad, I didn't mean actual flames. Just paint it on the side. <laughs> Which, I mean... <laughs> It's just the, the mind of a seven-year-old, six-year-old is, yeah. is crazy. <laughs> so he thought it per- perfectly natural to put not actual flames, but a painting of flames. Yeah, he thought the only reason I didn't want to paint flames on the side of our, you know, four-door sedan was because <laughs> he must have thought I meant actual flames, like set the car on fire. Yeah. No, Dad, it's just we're going to paint them. They'll be painted. It'll be okay. Well, you uh, know. It's just the way a seven-year-old thinks. Especially, especially if that seven-year-old has matchbook cars that have the flames on the side. Exactly. Yeah. And he had he has he had tons of those at the time. So I mean that's the that's the whole thing about the point of view of a seven year old, especially yeah. a seven year old boy, is violence and cars with flames on the side. So. Exactly. Yeah. The, it, I mean you can see why kids say the darndest things and those Twitter accounts people would find funny and refreshing because of the points of the points of view. And Yeah, it's stuff that you it's stuff that, you know, adults often would never think of. Right. Speaking of different points of view, I know we talked last week about ghost stories. Mm-hmm. You had a, and you said something about a ghost story? Oh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a really good ghost story. Oh, okay. And well, you know, I, I can't remember what we talked about last week. I just had too many concussions to remember from week to week often. So uh, uh, I couldn't remember if you actually told that story last week or not. Speaking of remembering, yeah. um, did you remember to do the Coke Pepsi taste test this week? Because I, the, 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 um, the five out of five we decided doesn't work, that you supposedly got five out of five because you drank all five cans in one day. Oh, so you actually want me to do it? Yes. Do you think you okay. can remember that for next week? Maybe. Well, all right. 
We sure done help y'all done enjoyed our first segment of the week in review. And we take kindly to y'all listen to our next segment too, you know what I'm saying? It's called Pronunciations of Some Such Nonsense. The meaning of which has momentarily slipped my mind. I tell you what, there's a whole mess of them there beautiful accents in this great big wide world of ours. Some are good, some are not. But I love them all. Very bottom of my heart. Speaking of pronunciations, we got a tweet this week from Luke Overby at L U K E O V E R B E Y, but pronounced B, that had this the same map that I recognized from the tweet from I believe it was John Miller last week. Yes. And this is the Speaking American is the name of it, um, and it's it's basically they've turned this quiz into a book that's going to be for sale. And it actually says from the creator of the New York Times dialect quiz that ignited conversations about how and why we say the word stunning, in which I'm like, eh, I guess you can say it started conversations, but I wouldn't go that far. You know, I wouldn't say it was stunning, but it was cool. And so I think it's kind of interesting that it seems that pr- how to pronounce things is something that people can relate to and is actually um, seems to be, you know, very popular. So, I, hey, I think we're. I don't think we started a trend. I think we're on to a trend yes. with this. And, and he, so he tweeted us that book, right? And he said, yes. this is what made me laugh. He said, it's going to be a book now. And then he said, sadly, no reviews yet. Because he tweeted <laughs> us right. the link of Amazon. It's going to be at Amazon, yeah. Yeah. So well, thanks, Luke. Yeah, and needless to say, once it does have some reviews, I'm sure there will be some ridiculous ones um, that we will read. Uh, that would be great. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, words this week? Yes. So. The first word is, um, well, it's the instrument, the name of the instrument that I play. Oh, okay. Piano? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Bagpipes? <laughs> no, not quite. Keep, keep guessing. Um, ukulele? Yes. Um, so that's how you say it, ukulele? Yep. I... Here's how, this is how it wants to come off my tongue, ukulele. Uh-huh. But I know that the, the way that whoever created the instrument or whoever feels like they have an ownership over it says <laughs> that you have to pronounce it ukulele. Oh, so you have inside info on this word. Yeah. Well, I don't know how inside it is, but I've <laughs> read about it and people get angry. They're like, we need to get these people to stop using the term ukulele. It's ukulele. But I just feel ah. so goofy saying ukulele. Like I'm in some part of a club that I'm not in. Like it just, it feels <laughs> weird to me to say ukulele. It's like, ooh, ooh, there's a lele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is, from what I've read, you're supposed to say ukulele. So you've probably heard me say ukulele or ukulele. Yes, and like, mm-hmm. well, what is she? Pick a word, lady. Yeah, that's that's hilarious that you mentioned that one though, because I was actually going to write that one down to use for an upcoming version of this segment. Because I was like, "That's an unusual pronunciation of that word. I hadn't heard that one before, uh, and I had no idea that that was actually the correct way to pronounce that." Yes, well, I didn't either until I read up about. I was reading something, and it, it I read somebody's comment like, "These people are wrong. Stop saying it ukulele. It's ukulele." <laughs> So well, I think it, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with ukulele because it you know 
the uneducated masses that I'm part of. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's burned into my brain that way. And it's just, like you said, it sounds, it seems unnatural and not unnatural. It seems weird for me to, to pronounce, to try to pronounce it the other way. So I hope you're not offended if I say ukulele. I'm not offended. And it's a, you know, the, that instrument was, <laughs> <laughs> was created in Hawaii. So I think that that's probably uh, that how sense. they pronounce their vowels or how they, you know, uh, luau, ukulele. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but. Um, it, hey, that seems to make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I, I say we go with that as the explanation. So I, I don't know how I will pronounce it in the future. Mm-hmm. I will try to pronounce it correctly, but it's probably going to always be ukulele to me. It yeah, sounds I like a so sounds like a song title. It'll always be ukulele to me. Yeah. This could be like part of that tomato tomato. Yes. What is that? Let's call the whole thing off. Yes. <laughs> Let's not call the whole thing off though. <laughs> no, that's not. Right. What about you? Do you have any other words? Yeah, actually. Um, one that has always stuck out to me because I've heard it pronounced two specifically different ways. Um, it's R O U T E. Route. That is also how I would say it, but I'm assuming you've also heard the other way of pr- pronouncing it. I have heard it, and I've pronounced it that way. Root. Same here. Root. <laughs> it's root. Yep. Yep. I've done it both ways, and have heard multiple people go back and forth, and. I don't have any information on this. You know, I didn't, I didn't study up like you did for ukulele. Um, so I don't know, I don't know what the correct, you know, technically correct pronunciation of this is, or, you know, you know, what the dictionary says or anything like that. I, I did, I spent my research quota on fire looking that up last yeah. week. Um, well, just so, to be clear, I didn't look up ukulele for this. I looked, I just stumbled upon it months ago. That's your instrument. You should know. That's right. So, but the R-O-U-T-E, root route. Uh-huh. I think it's it's they're it's probably just regional, like everything else that we're seemingly coming up with. Yeah, it's just we're the weirdos in this that we are from different regions and have been in different parts of the country, so that we um, we tend to mix our pronunciations more than people who have just been you know located in one area of the country for most of their life. Yeah, and when you when you just brought that word up, it brought two more words up for me. Okay. R O O F. Roof. Yeah, and but I have used both of these terms, roof uh-huh. or roof. Roof, yep. And then the other one is C-R-E-E-K. Oh, <laughs> creek. Creek or crick? Creek, definitely for me. I have absolutely heard crick uh-huh. you know, in the southern, especially in the southeastern part of the United States. Oh, yeah, and northwest. Um, my, dad says, really? my dad says crick. Like Washington, Oregon area? Yeah, Montana. Yeah, Crick. Crick. Wow, okay. Um, I wonder where that comes from. I wonder I wonder how they get that I sound, that short I in there. I don't when know. When it's two E's. I mean, I can see roof and roof, and I can see route and root, just, just from if you're just reading it. But if you're reading the word Creek, C-R-E-E-K, how do you get Crick out of that? I don't know. You'd think it's C-R-I-C-K, Crick. Yeah. Um, and the, the other word, C-A-F-E. C-A-F-E? Uh-huh. Cafe? Cafe. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, my, my dad and my Montana relatives say cafe. Huh. Cafe. Cafe. That one doesn't make more sense. You could just do a sure. short A or a long sure. A, yeah. 
So anyway, I have Definitely. a lot of those. Okay. How about you? Any other words? Um, I got more like an abbreviation. Okay. So, you know, when, like in school, when you're in PE, you take physical education. Yes. I just abbreviated it naturally to PE because that's what my kids say and that's what they call it at my kid's school. But I have heard you say a shortened abbreviation version of that, that, that term that I've never actually heard before. So how would you shorten it? How would you abbreviate it? Uh, well, I've said it several different ways. And I, okay. I think the most common around here is FIED. FIED, like P-H-Y? Yeah, P-H-Y-E-D. See, that's one I've never actually heard before. Really? I've heard phys ed, I've heard PE, and I've heard people, you know, say out physical education, but I've never heard phi ed until actually you said it, you know, just like an hour ago. Yeah, phi ed, or I've heard phys ed, but you know, the first time I ever heard phys ed uh-huh. was watching Goonies when Chunk, when <laughs> Chunk said it. I couldn't figure out what he was saying. He said something like, I don't know, you used the word phys ed, the term phys ed, and I... Wow. I kept rewinding it, thinking, what is he saying right there? And then I, over the years, I figured out it was phys ed. Uh, you know, that brings up a good point that I didn't think about until just now, um, is that maybe the regional dialect pronunciations of these words that are limited to certain areas of the country are going to go away in the future because we have so much more media and movies and TV available in all parts of America that people have access to the same stuff and especially with the internet. Um, and you get mm-hmm. to the point of where you hear people in different areas of the country pronounce words differently and like in movies and in TV shows. So it's possible that a lot of this will, a lot of the borders of these things will, will start to dissipate even more as generations go in terms of um, people, the dialects will change and it won't be just limited to, to geographical areas anymore. You're probably onto something there. That was a bunch of nonsense. It makes it well. <laughs> it, this is a random bunch of nonsense for your ears, is what we what we go. do here. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I've also yeah, but... heard Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, have you heard people say, "What class are you taking?" I'm taking gym. Yes. Or I got to go to gym class. Yep, I've heard that too. Yep. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever actually said that. I always called it PE or phys ed. Uh, no, I never called it PE, but I know a lot of people do, and I think that is probably the most common. But he- yeah. around here, it's phi ed. That is very unusual. I mean, that's cool. I've never heard that though. That's an interesting one. What? Yes. Do, if you know, if anybody would like to tell us what they say, we're interested. Absolutely. Do you have any more um, pronunciations or words that you know? How do we abbreviate them this week? Well, you know, the um, last week you mentioned one that kind of gets to you. Um, yeah. Anyways, or Walmarts. Walmarts, yeah. The, the adding S's to names of businesses that don't have S's yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, one that bothers me is when people say, um, how would you pronounce the word S-U-P-P-O-S-E-D-L-Y? Supposedly? Supposedly, yeah. Uh-huh. I hear a lot of people say supposedly with a B. Supposedly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. And I, l- like I said, <laughs> like you said last week, and I'll say it this week, I'm sure I say things incorrectly. That's people do, and I'm sure I say things that bother people. 
but supposedly it's just one of those what I hear and it's like, oh, but it's a D, it's not a B. Yeah, this is another one where I'm like, how do you get the B in there? Where is that coming from? Yeah. Um, how about you? Anything else? Um, how do you pronounce the name of the state that Chicago was in? Illinois. Illinois. Yep. And which is kind of the opposite of the creek, crick one we were talking about before yes. where with it ending in OIS, it would be natural if you're just sounding it out to go Illinois, mm-hmm. which I heard somebody say that the other day. And it is one of those where it just makes me go, I guess this is maybe it's a thing with me and putting extra S's or <laughs> yeah. S's that don't, you shouldn't like, I guess it's a silent S. Well, speaking of putting S's on the end, another word that kind of drives me nuts is um, when people say, incidences yeah <laughs> and i've heard instead lots of, of people use that yeah instead of incidents with uh ents incidents yeah um i've heard lots of people use incidences i think david aldridge used it a couple weeks ago on the show i've heard it on npr i've heard it all over the place people have said incidences and i don't think incidences is a word in the way that those people are using it it should be incidents Right, they're meaning the ENTS version. Yeah, right? yeah. So not E N C E S. Right. So that extra <laughs> adding of the E S is bothersome to me too. Uh, <laughs> like, anyways, or Walmart's or Illinois. Illinois. Now, there's yeah. one other state that people pronounce differently. It's not as blatant as Illinois. Yeah. Um, and it's M I S S O U R I. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri. But you've heard yeah. people say Missouri, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been in the South. Yeah. It's Missouri. Missouri. Yep. Let's go on over to Missouri. Exactly. You just leave the eye off. Yeah, well, it's, it's just the mumbling sa- Southern drawl that, you know, yeah. you just run things together like this. Yes. Just leave it off and it, everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have any others for this week before I go into... Marble mouth Southern speaking. <laughs> no, but I would actually like to hear that at some point. Well, maybe I'll say something like that at some point then. <laughs> this is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. What do we know? And speaking of quizzes, yep, we got a tweet from Michael Lee Nelson at M Lee Nelson, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "At Buffalo underscore Alice, that's me, KJ, wins a quiz outright." Hashtag Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did. You won. That's true. He was quite shocked. I, you know, I, it sounds <laughs> like he was quite shocked. <laughs> well. You pro- you're probably going to win this one this week again, even though it was my turn to pick, because I kind of went something in your wheelhouse. Okay. What do we got? It's a movie theme quiz. So it has audio clips of themes from the movies, and you, then you have to guess the movie from the song. Cool. And there's a twist, though. Oh, I was going to say, so far, it sounds like your wheelhouse. <laughs> well, it, Or I'm our not- wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm not huge on movies, movie trivia, but um, the audio 
part of that will benefit me. Okay. Um, the twist is all these movie themes are being covered on a ukulele. Oh. Uh, or, just, uh, just a single ukulele playing all the music. Don't you mean ukulele? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, well, let's see if I can do this. It's it's kind of in my wheelhouse, but we'll see. Okay. You, you may take this one again. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, number one. All right, I know what this is. I don't yet. Okay. And these are longer clips, so we'll it'll give us more time, but there's only 10 of them, so we'll okay. kind of keep rolling. Do you have any anything come to mind? No, I have to press stop because nothing is coming to mind. Well, just keep listening to it. Okay. Um, you've seen one of these movies, I guarantee you. It's a series of movies. Is it a, a series of movies? And I've seen one oh, yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. It's at least 20, maybe 30 movies. Multiple actors have played the lead role over the years. Started in, I think, the 60s. James Bond. Yes. I didn't hear James Bond in that anywhere. Really? Uh-uh. It's the James Bond spy theme. It's like at the beginning of every movie. Okay. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go to number two. All right, number two. All right, you know what okay, this is, right? Okay, yeah. Um, well, I thought I did. Yep. Um, this is also a series of movies. Um, it's Is it Indiana Jones? Yes! Okay, that's what I thought, but then I second-guessed myself. Ah, see? Just go with your gut, your instinct. That's all I ever do is just shout out whatever pops in my mind first. I don't really know any of this stuff. It's just some part of my brain knows it and says, here, say this. And my mouth goes, okay. Yeah, well, the difference is that when you when you say it, it's usually right. And when I say it, it's terribly wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Number three. It can never be wrong when it's that funny. That's true. <laughs> all right. Number three. Yep. All right, I know this. This is one of the first songs, the bass line, I ever learned to play on the guitar. Oh, oh, okay, now I know it. Um, is this, well, I think it's Pink Panther. Yes. Okay. Boom, two in a row. Very good. All right. <laughs> you ready for number four? Yeah. Okay, number four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um... Another, another song I know how to play on the guitar. Eye of the Tiger? Yes. Is that the name of the movie, though? Uh, that's the name of the song. That's not the name of the movie. Oh, Rocky. Yes. Which Rocky did this, mo- did this one start in? Well, I would think it's Rocky 1, but from the way you presented the question, it's probably not Rocky 1. I think it's Rocky 3. Well, you're probably right. We don't need you know to who's... check it, but... <laughs> well... <laughs> Actually, I have no idea if the answers to this will actually be more specific than Rocky, but yeah. I'm going to say Rocky 3, and we can always Google this. I'm going to say Rocky 3, it's Survivor is the band. Um, well, that's what I thought you were just going to ask me. Do I know the band? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I should have said. I should have asked. I would have totally got it. Cool. Yeah. Either I was either going to say journey or survivor. Well, <laughs> a little bit of a difference between those two, definitely in terms of career arc, at least. But it's the one title where the one title bands that I'll screw up sometimes. Yeah. Like uh, um, sticks journey. Um, Foreigner. Foreigner. They all to me. They may not sound the same, but they've got the one. I don't know what it is about the one title. They all get filed in the same spot. Yeah, and they're in all similar. That same mid seventies to mid eighties genre of music. That's all you know, just generic rock. Yes, and not that they're generic, but it is just it's just basic rock music. It's not you know metal or you know progressive or anything like that. Right. Um. So that's my favorite Rocky movie, actually. Rocky three. I think I know that. Yeah. Well, you probably know the, it then. The introduction of Mr. T into movies. Is that right? Yeah. I, rem- I still, I mean, because it literally said on the screen and introducing oh, Mr. Uh-huh. T. See, so. I thought he introduced with um, A-Team. I think he was in this movie first. But if nothing else, you know, a lot of times when the person's in the movie for the first time, if they've just been on TV, other things, it'll say introducing. So, Right. Okay. Well, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Who is, you know, obviously... Mr. T was a hero of mine as a kid in the 80s. Mr. T was great. Oh, yes. He definitely was great. I love the A-Team and I love this movie. And I love that on the A-Team that he was uh, afraid of flying, that big, the big um, <laughs> <Yes>. tough guy. <laughs> um, I can relate to being afraid of flying, not the big <laughs> tough guy part, but I thought that was great that they had to drug him. Yeah, that was always good. <laughs> All right, next one. Number, is it five? Uh-huh. Yep, five. Number five. All right, this is not what this is, but the first first few notes of that phrase every time sounds like speaks softly from The Godfather. That's not what this is, though. I have no idea what this is. I don't either. Um, when I first heard it, I was thinking Chariots of Fire, the first few notes, but then I quickly realized that's not what it is. I don't know. I don't know that one. Oh, it's changing a little bit now. All right, let's just it, listen further. All right, I have no idea. I still have no idea. I don't even have a guess. Anything? Um, no. I thought maybe I was recognizing something as we went on, but no. Nah. I... We'll have to wait till the end. Somebody's screaming the answer. Probably. I got stuck on Godfather because those first few notes, once that got stuck in my head, I couldn't... You couldn't think I couldn't of even name else. another movie right now. Yeah. Well, maybe it uh, is that. No, it's not. It's it's definitely not because it's it changes after this first couple of notes. You know, it kind of sounded like was uh, speak tangents to me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Did Brad Weiss r- write this one and stick this in here? <laughs> right. Did you record the ukulele for this quiz? Is that what this is? <laughs> is this a setup? Well, if I did, I better get a better score than more than one wrong. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't have any wrong if I did it. <laughs> And I'd love to play as well as this, whoever did play these songs. Yeah, that's some very, very good ukulele playing, or ukulele playing in this one. <laughs> uh, number six? Yep. Okay, I got it now. I know what it is. It took me a second. Because I was like, this is instantly familiar, but I couldn't think of what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm st- 
goodness. Okay, maybe it's definitely. I, I definitely recognize it. Um, any hints? Okay. Um, also a also a series of movies. Okay. Um, recently had a new one added to this series after several that were, let's say, not well-received. And this last one was fairly well-received. Star Wars? Yes! Do you know particularly what this, what part of Star Wars this is from? Oh, no. If I had to guess, I'd throw out Jabba the Hutt. Oh, close. It's um, when they're on Moss Eisley at the beginning of, uh, I guess it's now number four, uh, A New Hope. Uh, and they go into the cantina. So and you, the, the guys with the big, you know, like um, mushroom-looking heads are playing the yeah, little. Yeah, it's the cantina band song from Star Wars. Yeah, if if we ever did a Star Wars quiz, I'm going down. <laughs> no, well, I know what I let me write something on my list for an upcoming quiz <laughs> for sure. idea when it's my turn. Uh, for sure, I don't know all that much about Star Wars, but well, you know more music. than I do from what you just said. <laughs> Okay. Next, number, <laughs> number seven. seven. Yep. Okay. Okay, I definitely know what this is. It's it's between two. It could be one of two things. Um. Again. Okay, I know what it is. Oh, you recognize it now? Yes. I, ha- I knew it had to be one of two things at the- from the intro, but then when it started changing those chords in there, I knew uh-huh. I know what it is. Um, it's familiar to me. Again, one of those that's familiar, but I cannot place it. All right. I you may need another hint. It's from a horror movie. Okay, well, here's the problem. Herein lies the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so it's a horror see. movie. Freddy? No, it's... Jason? It happens in October. Halloween. Yes! Nice, I got another one. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because um, at the beginning, it's could I thought it could have been either um, Halloween or Exorcist. Because it's got a that similar thing at the beginning going, that dun 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 dun, dun that rhythm. Oh. And I couldn't tell, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Halloween when, it's, when okay. the course and stuff well, starts changing. <sighs> If it's Halloween, there's I don't even know how it could be recognizable to me because I don't watch any of those horror movies. The only horror movie I've seen the Jason ones, I guess, and I've seen um, Freddy Krueger, and I've mm-hmm. seen Scream, and that's it. No, you've probably seen more horror movies than me. I, I've seen them. I don't remember them. It's one of these things where I don't get scared by movies, so it doesn't really. And I don't. I'm not into the the ones where they, you know, are very very gruesomely violent yeah on purpose and that's the point mm-hmm. like um hostile and some of those that eli roth makes that i'm just like eh, i'm not into that <laughs> that's realistic violence you know if not my thing really uh, i'm definitely not into horror movies at all yeah okay should we go on number eight i believe number eight Okay, I know what this is now. Not yet for me. 
I'm going to take a guess at which one. I, I'm, I can tell you the general. This is also a series so of movies. So it's a series, okay. Mm-hmm. I think all of these have been a series of movies, except I don't know about the one that we didn't know. Yeah. That we had no guess. Okay. Um, might as well press stop, because I don't think anything else I hear is going <laughs> to help me uh, in any way. Let me see if I can give you a hint. Um, I did a jingle with Rob and Luke recently that had to do with this series of movies. Uh, when I say recently, I mean, you know, probably seven, eight months ago. Okay. Um, we did it at uh, the Jingle Fest, even liver. We did it live. It was one of the last ones we did. Um, it has... I sang Michael Bolton's part in it, basically. Um... It was also based on a joke song. Joke song referenced this series of movies. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so the only thing I can think of right now that the three of you have done is on a this boat. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be great to hear this explanation. Um, no, it's not on a boat. Well, I figured it wasn't on a boat. Um, no. But... You'll you'll understand why I'm laughing when I tell you the answer or when you guess it. Michael Bolton? (laughs) On a boat. (laughs) But it's not on a boat. Is it um, Love Boat? But it is on a boat. (laughs) Did you say Love Boat? Yes. (laughs) No. Did that sound like Love Boat to you? No, it didn't. But now I'm on the boat thing. Is it... um, uh, oh, well, the, it's a pontoon, some, some, the pontoon thing. <laughs> some cruise ships do take cruises in this area of the, this region of the world that this movie is named sort of after. The region of, <laughs> this region of the world is in the name of this movie series. Uh. You want me to give you another yeah. hint? That was a <laughs> yeah. terrible hint, I'm sorry. Oh, I doubt it. You, you give good hints. It does have to do with a boat. A ship, you might even say. Titanic? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Some ships do sink in it, though. Uh, Warmer water. Like in, you know, the Bahamas area of the world. Um, What would you call that region? The uh, Caribbean? Yeah. Or the Caribbean. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes! (laughs) We got there, finally. I did not know Michael Bolton had a part. He wasn't in that movie. No, but the 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 jingle that we did about Scott Lynn that Rob wrote oh, was Scott Lynn. Okay. based on the um the song that Lonely Island did with Michael Bolton singing. Yes, and Lonely Island. They were rap. They would rap, and he would come in and you know sing about Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. So if you would have given me the Scott Lynn jingle, I would have gotten it. Oh, okay. Or I would have gotten it faster. Okay, I give you a point for that. <laughs> that counts. Absolutely. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> All right, number nine. Yep. Okay, I think I know what this is. I've played this song before. Oh, boy. You will definitely know this when it kicks in. Yeah, it certainly sounds familiar so far. If you haven't gotten it yet, I don't know if I can help you. 
what are they doing? Going back and forth like that. What do you mean? You could call it, um, they're kind of competing with each other, going back and forth, taking turns, trading. Dueling? Yes! Dueling pianos? Dueling pianos? <laughs> Is that even a song? No, but is dueling a song? <laughs> uh, dueling something. What's another instrument? Dueling... dueling guitars? <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know the song Dueling Banjos? Oh, Dueling Banjos. <laughs> <laughs> See, this whole <laughs> ukulele thing is just really throwing me off. That's what I'm saying. That's what's crazy about these is when you put the music on a different instrument yeah. it kind of messes with my head too so I'm like wait a minute okay dueling banjos but I don't know what movie that's from should I uh yes if nothing else but to know that this song is in the movie it has Burt Reynolds Smokey um, and the Bandit no Ned Beatty that time sort of time frame I think late 70s early 80s um I've only seen parts of this movie but I know this is in the movie um which I'm assuming this is what this is from. Um, Ned, it's Beatty. The only... Ned Beatty. Yep. This is the movie where um, that um, Squeal Like a Pig comes from in a not very um, good scene. <laughs> it, not Porky's. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not an actual pig. Well, Porky's had a lot of not so good scenes. Yeah. Um, they go on a river trip, um, and they get kind of, they. I think they wreck their boat or something, and they're in, like, Arkansas or Missouri, as we said before. Yeah. Uh, one of those southern places, and they run into some hillbillies that are, you know, backwoods-type people that uh, kind of take them prisoner, hostage. And they're trying to get away, and I don't even know any more about it than that. <laughs> Because I've never actually seen the whole movie. So the only movie that I can think of that has that plot is uh -huh. not the answer to this quit this question because it's from oh the nineties or the two thousands with Kevin ba or um, Kevin Bacon and Meryl Streep, The River what movie Wild. Was that? Oh, see, I've never seen that either. I don't think I'm going to get this one. Uh, Deliverance. Yeah, I never saw Deliverance. Okay, I'm pretty sure Dueling Banjos is only known. That's that's how I know it is connected to Deliverance. So that's um, my guess is Deliverance. Well, I think you probably got it, and I I think the um, the tweet by Michael Lee Nelson is very appropriate at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was my choice this week. So. Yeah. Uh, what last one? No, I didn't know what I was getting into here either. All right, number ten. All right, I know this already. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've done this jingle with Jerry. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, this is the only thing I know about this movie. Is this song? Is this? The, I'm gonna screw this up between two different movies that I always screw up. I'm gonna go with my first instinct, but I think it's wrong, and that's commitments. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. It's the other one. Yeah, and the other one. Does it also start with a C? No, there's a C in the word, though. Yeah. Uh, gosh. I've... You're talking about the name of the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've never actually seen this movie, but I know this song 
And it's the only thing I know about that movie. I've seen the movie, and I can't remember. <laughs> Didn't this wasn't this nominated for like an Oscar for like best original song? Yes, and I have. That's s- how I found out about this. I have seen this movie. Um, g- give me a hint. <laughs> how many times did you see it? Once. Okay. Once. That's the name of the song, right? Not the movie. That's the that's the name of the movie, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got it. Once. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Falling Slowly. Yes, that's the name of the song, Falling Slowly. And I may I and I may have mixed up the movie and the song title. No, but you're I'm, right. I'm Falling sure Slowly is the name of the movie. I mean the name of the song. Right. Okay, that's that's my guess. I think we should go right. right to check your answers here. Okay. Let's kick uh, All right. Okay. Tell me when you got it up. I've got it up. All right. Number one, James Bond. Okay. And that's all it says, so I'm guessing it's just the the general theme. Number two, Indiana Jones. We got that one. Yep. Number three, Pink Panther. We got that one. Yep. Number four, Rocky (laughs) Three, Eye of the Tiger. And And it says, in in parentheses, I'll give it to you if you just said Rocky. Good. So I still get credit for that. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Number five. I'm very disappointed I, in myself. I've never actually seen those movies. Harry Potter, Hedwig's Theme was the name of that one. I've never seen those movies, so. I have, and I'm, again, disappointed in myself. Is that song like a, is it a well-known No, I don't theme? think so. Maybe it is I've never for heard of that. real Harry Potter fans. <laughs> I've read all the books, and I've seen all the movies, and I still couldn't pull that out. Yeah, my son has read all the books, and he started watching the movies and just wasn't interested. He said the books were better. Oh, um, that's for sure. The books are better. Is Hedwig a character in? Yes, the Hedwig's books? the owl. It's Harry's owl. Really? Yeah. I didn't know the owl had a name. Hedwig. I didn't know there was an owl. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, number six, Star Wars Cantina Band. Yeah, you nailed so that one. Got that one. Uh, number seven, Halloween. So got that one too. Yes, you did. <laughs> number eight, Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's a pirate, as I guess is the name of that. I would have never got that, but I think we get credit for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, we do. Okay. Number nine, Deliverance. Dueling banjos. Nice. Not dueling pianos. Dueling pianos, dueling, yeah, (laughs) dueling guitars. (laughs) And number 10, Once, Falling Slowly, which it doesn't really say, but I'm guessing that's Once is the movie. Falling slowly is the song. That's kind of how it looks like it's doing. It's reading these answers here. So, if I'm not mistaken, you got nine out of ten, and some of them you got annoyingly perfect, like <laughs> Rocky Three, for instance, and never, Cantina I, Band on Star Wars. Well, I mean, that's what it is. That's that's the Cantina Band. Theme. <laughs> um. Is, and I don't I, know why this stuff sticks out to me like it does. If I give myself points for everything that you helped me with. Of course. I, I got um, 8 out of 10. That's pretty uh, Actually, good. 7 out of 10 because I, well, no, I did say the word once. So the only <laughs> one did. that you actually had to give me was deliverance. Yeah, I agree. And then we didn't, neither of us got Harry Potter, which, which I don't feel too I bad about that. should have gotten. Yeah. I don't feel too bad about it because I haven't seen it, but yeah. Um, um, I don't know if I would have pulled that even if I had seen the movies. You you won this, even though the score was 9 out of 10 to 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You crushed me again. Um, and and is, this, is this the point where I bring up that your, your wife 
DM'd me um, something about the fact that you know you know trivia of all kinds, and it's I think she used the word disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just want the people to know that I am going up against pretty much a trivia savant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that, but. Uh... For some reason, hearing the music is one is one of the things. So maybe next week we'll do something. Here's my advice: is pick one that doesn't have music clips because those are more difficult. Like you said, you were good at lyrics. Yeah, I am terrible at lyrics. So like, if you read the lyric and I had to tell you the song, I would not be good at that at all. Well, you know, they have um, a, one of the quizzes that I found said it was finish the lyric. So hmm. it was musical. And still getting that name, that tune, but it was finished yep. the lyric. So it would stop, and then you'd have to say the lyric, the next Oh, lyric. so you'd hear the clip, and then it was... Yeah, that would be cool. That, yep. that actually would be... That'd be interesting. I'd like to do that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. So I had a real thought this week um, when I saw something on Kickstarter that kind of caught my attention. Someone that I follow on Twitter tweeted about it, and I went and looked this up. I've seen people kickstart video games, and I've seen people kickstart like CD projects, like music projects, mm-hmm. um, where they oh, go, yeah. I have this you know, album I want to put out. And I've actually seen um, people do movies this way. Like Veronica famous, Mars. Like people- Oh, really? That one was done that way? That's how Veronica Mars got made, yes. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that. So, like, you know, there are actual, like, people who have actually made movies with Hollywood, you know, studios, people, the names, directors and producers of names that you've heard of that are like, hey, we have most of the money for this, but we need an extra, you know, million dollars, which seems like, a, you know, a lot is a, is a lot of money, but not, not when you're making a movie. So they go and they crowdfunded or they get people to donate and these are people that you know either they're going to get a dvd or they're going to get a ticket to the movie or they're going to get a copy of the physical media whatever it is sure um the video game or the cd or um, maybe be in the credits if they if they pledge enough yes um, but kickstarter i think is at least it's the one that i was aware of first of yeah, these, same here. these um i think it was the first one yeah and it, it yeah it, kickstarter every, i think most people are aware of kickstarter so you saw something on Kickstarter? <laughs> yes, I saw something that made me laugh this week. Okay. And it's called the Jerry Orbach Memorial Art Car. Okay. Which I was like, what in the world is this? Yeah. And it is a guy, an artist. Um, it's under the heading of conceptual art. And the guy's tagline is, I want to transform a used sedan into a lowrider style tribute to Jerry Orbach. <laughs> so if you don't know who Jerry Orbach is, uh, he's probably most famous for two things that I can think of, Ralph, at least where I know him from. Uh, Law and Order. He was Detective Lenny Briscoe on Law and Order for like 10 years or maybe even more than that. Uh-huh, um, yep. On the, on, the original, on the OG original Law and Order. Um, <laughs> and he was um, uh, in Dirty Dancing. He was, I think he was Baby's dad, right? Oh, I didn't remember him from that. I remembered yeah. him from Law and Order, but you, I'm you're pretty right. sure he was yeah. Baby's dad in Dirty Dancing. Yep. And so that's that's the two roles I know him from. And so you've probably either seen Law and Order and, and seen him, or you've seen Dirty Dancing and know who he is. But anyway, so this Kickstarter, this guy is going to take like an old like 2000s era era Crown Victoria, 
car, like which is like a big, you big know, big one, yep, big big four door sedan, big boat, and he's gonna paint. Basically, he's a, he's an artist, and so he's gonna he's gonna come up he's gonna draw or or come up with some sort of you know art that represents Jerry Orbach, probably his face is what I'm guessing, <laughs> and then he's gonna hire. Um, like a guys who like like a body shop, dude. Guys who do custom work, like on sides of automobiles, <laughs> like on a you know like you'd see in a van in the seventies. Right. Um, they're gonna put it on this car somehow, and the the main logo so far is Jerry Orbach, which looks like it was you know inspired by some of his appearances in Law and Order. He's got sunglasses on and a suit, and he's like looking off to the side, and it's like a sunset in the background with the car, and it says "Ride Forever." And oh I don't gosh. know how this got started, but it cracks me up that somehow this guy has latched on to Jerry Orbach, and this is what he's trying to kickstart. Uh, and one of the top uh, level prizes, like if you donate like 500 bucks, uh-huh. you get a jacket. And this jacket is like a gold satin with like black cuffs um, jacket like you would see in like, uh, I guess that'd be from like what, the 70s? I'm pulling this up, so I have to see this. I okay. have to see this jacket. Yeah, we'll, we will tweet. We will tweet this link out um, at some point. And it has a picture, an artist. This this guy drew this artist drew a, a rendering, the rendering of Jerry Orbach's face is, that is on the back of this. And I, I, oh god, this is hilarious to me. And I have no idea if it's actually going to happen because right now, with yeah, currently five in? days to go, he's got 327 backers. But he's only about halfway. Um, he's got thirteen thousand five hundred and fifty-three dollars committed out of his twenty-two or pledged, as Kickstarter calls it, out of his twenty-two thousand dollar goal. Well, I guess so he could thinking, make it. <laughs> yeah, he could, because a lot of times the first day and the last day of Kickstarter are the big pushes. Like that's where you get the big donations. Is on the first day when people see something like, oh. You know, I want to give money to this. They give it right away. Most people give it right away, and then you have the like the last couple of days where people are like, "Hey, we got to fund this," and then people, you know, get the word out, and that's how stuff gets funded. A lot of times, you'll see it either they're going to fund it in the first couple of days, or it's going to come down the last couple of days, and it's going to be, you know, pushing it to the limit to whether they make it or not. Yeah, but yep. And I think part of that twenty-two thousand dollars is the guy needs to buy the car, so that's a big chunk of it. Right, but yeah, it, it I've seen that here. And some of the rewards, uh, bumper stickers, honk if you miss Jerry Orbach. <laughs> Gas. Which the, I mean, he's passed away, obviously, yes. I think several years ago. Gas, grass, or Jerry Orbach, nobody rides for free. <laughs> My child is an honor roll student at Jerry Orbach Elementary. See, that's funny to me. My that, other that car is Jerry thing. Orbach. <laughs> and it's got like a drawing of a Transformer. Yeah. Jerry Orbach as a Transformer, like the Crown Victoria transforming into Jerry Orbach. And then a $12 donation gets you a nifty suction cup clap placard, you know, like baby on board. Yeah. It's got a picture of Orbach on board. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I, I just, I don't understand this one at all. No, it, and it does make me laugh. I think part of it, I mean, obviously... I think this is intended in as to be humorous in some ways. Yep. Um, but I also think it would be awesome to have this Crown Vic driving around because he's the guy's based out of Los Angeles, driving around Los Angeles in this car um, with Jerry or some sort of you know artist rendering of Jerry Orbach painted all over the side of it. You know, ride forever. So um, is he going to drive this as his permanent car if this passes? 
No, um, because that was the next thing I was going to say. Because oh. there is there is an option, a tier where if you pledge two hundred dollars or more, you get a simulated ride along, which is you ride, you call in via Skype while <laughs> this guy rides around in the car and tells you about it. And how much do you have <laughs> but, to pay to get that? Two hundred dollars. But oh my gosh! If you pledge four fifty or more, four hundred and fifty dollars or more. You get the Southern California Ride Along, which is, <laughs> it's, it, I'll read it from the site. I will pick you up in the Orbach car and we'll go get a burger. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the um, Tony Kornheiser will come and grill a steak at your house type of. Yeah, this is, it's that type of situation, yes. <laughs> I am now seeing the gold satin jacket um, <laughs> with the black trim and Orbach's face on the back. It looks like a. Oh, one of the jackets that they wore in Karate Kid. Yeah, very, 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 very much so. And but it's like it reminds me recently, more recently, of the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Oh yeah, yeah, he wore one just like that. He had the satin jacket. It's obviously different colors, gold. But imagine that, but gold and with a gold and white um, rendering of Jerry Orbach's face, giant (laughs) on the back, covering up like almost the entire back of the jacket. It's so Uh, interesting to me, Jerry Orbach. Because yeah, why did they get locked into him? I don't, I don't know. Must really be a big fan of Jerry Orbach, and apparently, three hundred twenty-seven backers are also a big fan of Jerry Orbach. Maybe he'll become the next Chuck Norris in terms of you know internet meme. Maybe you know, he will. Famous, or <laughs> in Ken addition Bone. to actually being famous. Speaking of that, <laughs> um. <laughs> Speaking of Ken Bone. Yes, speaking of Ken Bone. I had a real thought about him. Okay. Although I think I missed something here. Um, All right. My thought about... So Ken Bone is the gentleman that was at the debate this past weekend. Or this past Mm -hmm. week. When was it? Tuesday? Monday night? Or Sunday night? Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night. And... He was, it was a town hall style debate and he asked a question. He asked, he was one of the people that asked the question. And I don't think, I think I must have turned the channel. I don't remember Ken Bone, but all of a sudden there's this huge internet meme, Ken Bone, and just this huge outpouring of, at first it seemed like they were ripping on him. And now people were standing up for him. Yeah. And somebody tweeted out, uh, that he apparently a lot of people were coming up with ghost Twitter accounts for Ken Bone. Oh, like fake Twitter? Fake Twitter, yeah. Well, Ken Bone yeah. apparently already had a Twitter, uh, Twitter account, and he had the real Ken Bone. The real? Well, that's not actually somebody created one that was the real Ken Bone. I think I saw oh, that. Oh, so that was a fake one. Okay, that was a fake one. Um, <laughs> but he, I, I think it's like Ken Bone eighteen or something like that. And yep. this guy that tweeted out said he currently, yeah, he currently has 18 followers. And by the end of the day, I want to say he had 96,000 followers. Wow. Just from this one. Well, probably not. But just this one guy's tweet who has a lot of followers put it <laughs> out there. And now Ken Bone has become this huge celebrity, but not really because Half the people are making fun of him. One meme I saw, it wasn't a meme. Well, I but think that's most celebrities, that half the people like them and the other half are making fun of them. That's true. I, real celebrities, yeah. But it seems that Ken Bone has now 
um, gotten on board and he has is self-promoting himself with one of those I think his t-shirt just says bone. He's got a he was wearing a t-shirt I saw it on Twitter. And it's Oh yeah, I saw the picture that like it's like the Obama the, Hope poster. The Obama Hope poster, yeah, and it says yeah. bone and he's wearing it in the kitchen. And I don't I, everything about that picture was wrong to me. I just <laughs> I don't Did he have the red sweater on? No, he didn't have the red sweater. <laughs> he had the bone t-shirt. And in front of it he was standing in on a big in a big China. So I bet you, I was wonder if it was bone China behind oh, him. No. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't catch that part. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, who are these people that all of a sudden, Ken Bone has 96, do they really, are they really interested in Ken? what Ken Bone has to say? Or what is well, this all about? he did ask about? a good question. Okay, well, I missed the question. All well, I know... I, I'll just say that if, you must have turned it off or changed the channel because... There's no way if you saw it that you would forget that moment. <laughs> I probably, I must have changed the channel. It must have been late in the debate because I stopped, I hung in there for quite a while. Yeah, I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it because honestly, I made it, I literally could not make it through the first answer to the very first question. Oh, it was terrible. I tried. I just couldn't do it. it I think part of the reason he's, that Ken Bone stood out is because the the debate in general was just, you know, I heard I heard people describe it as in the gutter, and that it just yeah. was deplorable in a lot of ways, and just not not that it was a bad debate, but just how they were going after each other was not you know the way that it's intended to be in politics, and just people were just kind of depressed by the whole thing, and then comes this bright, literally bright <laughs> yeah. red ray of light, you know, and I heard people say you know he's a he's the human embodiment of a hug, which made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. And he, I mean, and let's face it, it's the internet, so probably 95% of this meme comes from his name being Ken Bone. So. Yeah, yeah, you're, I think you're probably right about that. But it just speaks to what social media has become and what oh, yeah. our culture has become, all this. Viral, yeah. anything, go, anything go that goes viral. And yeah. the other funny thing is people are ripping on his sweater and... I actually have that sweater. <laughs> that thing looks comfortable. I would wear It's very wear that. comfortable. I have yeah. one. It's red, just like that. Oh, um, I mean, I don't wear like colors. I wear like all like black and gray. But you know, hey, that's that's my issue. <laughs> that's, that's I'm the weird one on that. Um, but the funniest tweet I saw, which was mean, um, this is, but I found it kind of funny. It was a, a picture of Ken Bone, and it said the real question that he meant to ask or the question he should have asked or something was, um, excuse me, I believe you have my stapler. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... From office space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's totally ripping on the guy for being, you know, a nerd kind of dude like the guy from office space. What was his yeah. name? Um, Milton. Milton, yeah. But Ken Bone, uh, he, maybe he should be... I bet you if this guy from Kickstarter changed mm -hmm. his campaign... Right now, with five days to go, and change it from Orbach to Ken Bone, yep. people would pledge. Yep. And he the would, Bone Mobile. The Bone Mobile. This is what this guy has to do, should do. <laughs> so speaking of Kickstarter, uh, again, to get back around to it, um, Kickstarter can be great, and it can be used in GoFundMe and all the other different sites. Basically, every crowdfunding thing is what I'm talking about here when I say Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been used for really cool things. I mean, that's kind of how we ended up uh, funding Jingle Fest, the first one, and then even Liver last year, uh, as Jerry started Kickstarter, and you know 
was funded pretty much right away because, you know, kind of paid for some of the expenses of renting places out and, uh, you know, then travel for some of us who were coming from, you know, further away to get a plane ticket or, or to drive and get a hotel and that kind of stuff. So it's been great. The Kickstarter helped both Jingle Fest. I mean, that is how it was able to become an event twice. Absolutely. And I remember just watching the pledges go up and I was uh, pleasantly surprised, like, wow, this is going to really happen. Yeah, the uh, first one, I was like, wait a minute, people are really giving money to this yes. thing? This is awesome. People like this. And then the second one surpassed all expectations very quickly. Absolutely. Um, yep. and, but speaking of Jingle Fest, yep. do you remember when you were um, saying that at this past Jingle Fest, you mm-hmm. saw um, Warner Herzog at your hotel? Yep. Well, that wasn't the only celebrity you saw that weekend. Uh, besides oh, yeah, all the celebrities true. that were at Jingle Fest. But oh, when yeah, we were course. when we were at the Palm Friday night, uh-huh. none other than Sasha Obama was dining at the Palm that night. Yes, I cannot believe that we have for, that I completely forgot this story. So and did we I. Just now bringing it up. Yeah, um, that was really. I don't think anybody saw them come in, and she was sitting with a group of I think there were four of them. Uh huh. And they were first of all, um, how old is Sasha Obama? Is she in uh, high school or is she graduated? I think she's in high school. I confuse. Is she the younger one or the older one? I confuse. I think she's the younger one. Okay. I think she's just in high school then. So she, when I was in high school, we didn't go to restaurants like that. Now I know that oh, no. I am not the daughter of the president of the United States, but this go. is so different from what I grew up. So anyway, she, I mean, this isn't a, an adult restaurant. Um, yes. So nice anyway, place. it was... I don't, I don't know how she got hooked up with the palm, but it, she was definitely there. Well, now, she's the president's daughter. She goes wherever she wants. Well, I know she does, but I wonder who told her to go to the, like, how did the palm become the restaurant? Does Obama go to the palm? Did did Tony tell Obama during golf, you got to go to the palm? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie passed it along to Tony, and Tony tell, told Barack Obama when he was golfing with him one time, hey, by the way, the Jingle Fest people are going to meet on Friday night before Jingle Fest. You know, you ought to come. And he's like... I can't go, but, you know, Sasha, you go check it out. So. I think that's exactly how it played out. Um, yeah, that's how I'm pretending. And Tommy Giacomo, the yes. owner of The Palm, mm-hmm. it was so funny because he kind of just tapped on my shoulder and he pulled me over by him and he said, guess who's here? <laughs> and I said, I don't, I don't know who's here. And you said, me, I'm famous. <laughs> yeah. He said, don't you know who I am? <laughs> After I said that, I, oh, okay. um, I said, he said, no, Sasha Obama. And I said, <laughs> really, where is she? Don't worry, I won't go over there. I won't make a scene. I just would like to know where she is. So he told me where she was. And then I proceeded to tell a few others. And I said, we can't go over there. Um, <laughs> but we went over there and looked through the glass because there was a partition yeah. from the bar to the main seating area. Yep. And sure enough, it was Sasha Obama. But I was with John Fitzpatrick and Bonnie Burko. And Bonnie kept saying, no way, that's... That's not Sasha Obama. Right there, that's not her, John. No way, that's not her. Um, so I was beginning to think, well, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but then my friend Rachel, who was with uh, with me that night, said that she didn't know about the Sasha Obama because she was in a different conversation. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I did see gentlemen dressed like Secret Service uh, with earpieces in their ears walk right by me. Yes. Um, and I that didn't was me. see that. That was my... That was my um my story from this is that I was standing at the front uh, talking with Jerry and a couple of the people uh, just kind of out in the lobby area next to the door. And um, 
a couple of guys in suits walked by that looked like they were, you know, they had business to take care of. And I was like, what's that all about? And I said that to one of the, um, one of the uh, wait staff that was standing there and she said, Oh, one, uh, one of the Obama daughters is here. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that's how I knew. It was, it was funny and surreal and it was really nice to see people were leaving her alone. I didn't yes. see one person go over at all and approach them. And I, I thought that was great. We were kind of watching her, but it wasn't <laughs> annoying. And we only did it for a few seconds. And I think we all determined that it's not her because there's no Secret Service. So I wonder where the Secret Service was that um, they were good enough to hide from us. Because we're detectives. Oh, they were there. Those, yeah, yeah. I saw at least two guys that came in and I was like, What's this all about? It kind of, it's one of these things where it just seemed, you know, there's all kinds of people walking through there, um, but these two guys just seemed different. And I was, that's when I started asking questions of the people that were uh, working there. Yeah, I didn't see them at all. So anyway, that that's was kind cool, of though. fun. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So Werner Herzog and Sasha Obama all in the span of two days. Yes. Does it get any better? Well, yeah, I did get to meet uh, Kirsten Onstead, so. Well, I mean. yeah, but I met you the year previous. Oh, yeah, okay. You'd forgotten that. <laughs> I made such an impression that you forgot. <laughs> Who are you again? Before you hit the button, please do think twice. Try a slice of Minnesota nice. All right, so I'm going to introduce a new segment, one that we like to call Minnesota nice. Oh, okay. Uh, I think the genesis behind this segment, I think it's a little too long. Uh, Wait from... a minute, is this the genesis or is it the Phil Collins of the segment? <laughs> Oh, uh, not that Genesis. Sorry, not I'm, that Genesis. I'm, I'm, no. I'm mixing up last week. Go ahead. Uh, it's. I think it's too long to explain. You know, we have time constraints that we have to follow. Uh, Absolutely. But Rigid. yes, but true to the name of our podcast, this this segment could really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but long story short, I think you know it was sort of derived from the bazillion uh, mean tweets or mean comments um, that people leave. Usually anonymous online, but not always. Um, I know that yeah. Jimmy Kimmel has a, a section on his show called Mean Tweets, where he brings celebrities on to read the tweet, the meanest tweets that people yes. say about him, which is funny, but it always yeah. makes me think about, well, how come it's the mean things that people latch on to that get the attention? Because that's the way people are. It's just what it is. That's human nature. A lot I know. Of times. I mean, well, that's especially wh- in our culture now. Right. Well, that's what I was saying about the stapler with Milton the stapler. Uh, yeah. That's got my attention. Well, that wasn't very nice, but it, it was funny. Um, and yeah, it even is what it is. Well, even the guy <laughs> that they, it is what it is. Um, that's that's a phrase. And never mind. Um, Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kind of phrase. Yes, it is. Um, but even the guy from the Ryder Cup that they pulled out from the audience mm-hmm. that drained that putt. Well, oh, the he, putt guy, yeah. He yeah. only got up there because he was being mean and telling them they stunk and he could make that putt and they can't. Um, that's how he got attention. So we continually reward people for saying mean things. Yes. Do you think if the guy was standing there at the green saying, Oh, wonderful putt, guys. Do you think they'd pull them out and say, hey, yeah, thank you. Do you want to try it? <laughs> no. no. But so anyway, Minnesota Nice was sort of me thinking, as, and as you heard from the, the segment, the bumper music, uh, you know, think twice before you push the button, press the button, 
before you push the button, think twice. That's a good rule to live by on in the internet age. Yeah, and, and I mean, and Tony Kornheiser doesn't even get on Twitter because he knows he's going to say something. <laughs> and so I guess the original thought was maybe um, take somebody's mean tweet and find a way to, you know, make it. How can we say this nicer, people? Put a nice spin on it. <laughs> Put a nice of. spin on it. Yeah. But so if anybody has. Now, I'm going to say, I'm not encouraging mean tweets. <laughs> I was getting ready to say you're setting yourself up here. No, and I'm not encouraging mean <laughs> tweets about this podcast or this, me or Jason. I'm talking about <laughs> tweets or comments that are already out there. But um, for this segment today, I'm just mm -hmm. going to tell a little story of, I, I just think people sometimes speak without a filter. I can understand online it's easier because most people are anonymous, but this guy said this right to our faces, and I just found it kind of funny. Well, I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> um, so one, one, about five years ago, we were taking our dogs for a walk at Gooseberry Falls. Gooseberry mm -hmm. Falls is, they call it the gateway to the North Shore here in Minnesota. There's beautiful waterfalls, and it's a pretty big tour, tourist trap, kind of. It's right on Lake Superior. It's gorgeous. So we were, anyway, we were there. So there were a lot of people there. We were there with our dogs mm -hmm. and I have a golden retriever lab mix, Wrigley. And he is, um, you know, most people really like golden retrievers. They're gorgeous. You know, they're one of the most famous dog breeds and most people think they're beautiful. So, and I also have a rat terrier, rat terrier, Jack Russell terrier mix. And mm -hmm. you know how Brad said that his dog is kind of a mix and they call him a Jim Terrier? Yeah, that's or good. Or Jim Russell Terrier? Jim Russell. Emmy, Emmy is sort of a Jane Russell Terrier. Um, okay. But anyway, they were we were walking them and a, a gentleman comes up to us. And this was in Minnesota. This was not Minnesota nice in my opinion. But he came up to us and, and went on about how beautiful Wrigley was. What a beautiful, beautiful dog. He's so handsome. And then he turned to Emmy, the Jane Russell Terrier, and said, uh, not so much her. <laughs> oh. So he said, you know, I like this guy, but not so much her. I don't like those little dogs. They're bunch, they're yippy, and I can't stand them. <laughs> so my advice to this gentleman is just stop at the compliment and just don't exactly. say anything about the rat terrier. <laughs> just be quiet about that. And we just looked at each other after he left. And we just started laughing. We're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I, it, for me, it's just, I can't understand. I guess I have a filter. I don't, I don't know. If, yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are certain people that you run into like that. Now, let me ask you this. This may kind of preview something that's coming up in our feedback segment later. Yes. Um, but how did Emmy react? Did she start, like, you know, seem upset or show any emotion? She, um, she squatted on his shoe. <laughs> question answered just stop at the compliment right yeah you don't need to elaborate if you don't no. if you can't you know it's the whole whole old adage if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all exactly now with the tweets i'm sure in this day and age even just with the tweets that donald trump tweets out or yeah. anybody did you i think it might be hard to make some of those nice but anyway, that was that was the original thought for this segment. But for today, I'm just always reminded of that. Sometimes we'll walk around the house and we'll say, "Oh, Wrigley, you're so handsome. Uh, you not so much, Emmy. Not so much. 
I do that to my kids all the time. <laughs> yeah. Y- y- you look pretty good. You not so much. You're really smart. Eh, you not so much. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Oh. Okay. Let's talk about Fantasy FB. Let's talk about our Littles League. Let's talk about all the good teams and the bad beats from last week. Let's talk about specs. Let's talk about stats. Let's talk about flex. Let's talk about fantasy football. So welcome to This Week in Fantasy Football, the deep dive segment where we basically talk about how much we hate fantasy football. Not this this week, week, buddy. But this week, we all won. Did you win too? Yes. Well, I know KJ. I I wasn't following because I don't watch Monday Night Football because of all the reasons that you know. And so I got out of the habit of it. But I saw on Twitter, somebody said KJ was coming back or she, she was losing and she took the lead late. Is that right? Yeah, I was down. I needed, I think, 30-some points to win. Oh, and wow. I needed, I had Winston and Evans. And Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good combination to have. I didn't, I really thought that there'd be no way I'd win. And the first half, it was looking like that. Like, they weren't passing, they were handing the ball. They did, like, I don't know how many run plays in a row. But in, but anyway, the second half, that's Basically, you know, basically all that needed to be done was Winston threw a touchdown pass to Mike Evans, double points, get a few more yards passing and catching, and you got it. But I barely got it. I beat him by one point. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. But you did. Poor guy. Nice. Poor Todd. (laughs) Nah. No. 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 John and I, John Fitzpatrick and I had a kicker battle. Uh, oh, I yeah, I remember that. Yeah, kicker. I remember you had saying the Giants that. kicker on Monday night. We were essentially tied going into it, and um, I think I won by like seven or eight points, something like that. You won by 12. Oh, really? Yeah. Just over the kicker? You, you guys two... were tied? No, no, no. No, oh. Jason, you had two people. No, I had Rainey on on um, Sunday oh, he... night. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You had Rainey. Rainey got seven, and then and he you got had seven, and that's Aguayo, what in a league. And he yeah. got seven. And Gano That'll be the last time he kicks for me. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, he's they have a bye this week, so I got to swap out for a kicker, and I, you know, just whatever. He's, Kick, I'm kicker's done with a him. kicker. Yeah, yeah. He, he you might pick terrible. him up again down the road. He's not good. No, he's bad, especially second round wasting a yeah. pick. Bad. Yeah, we've he's been mentioned three times on this yes. this podcast in this segment. And they mentioned <laughs> him. I was watching the Monday Night Football game for the only reason was to see you know how my team was going to do. And I, mm-hmm. um, they mentioned that on the broadcast too, over and over again. Not necessarily like you never take a kicker in the second round, but boy, this guy better be good. He, they took him in the second round. Like they were going, they were speak, they were talking about it a lot. Yeah. Well, it puts pressure on the guy in a situation in a position where the pressure is already one of the worst things they have to deal with. Right. Like we talked about last week, they can all kick the ball. It's the mental aspect of it. And when you put that kind of pressure on a guy right out of the gate by drafting him second and essentially you know, risking a high second-round pick on it, I mean, come on. You're not doing the guy any favors no. even by picking him that high. Not I mean, if you're, if you're picking a kicker in the second round, doesn't he have to kick it out of the end zone like every single time and never miss a kick to be worth it? Yeah. How, how could you and possibly? He's still probably not worth it. Right, right. There's almost no way for him to redeem the value. I mean, and Tampa Correct. was 
Did they trade back? They weren't good last year. It had to have been yeah. a high pick, right? Yeah. It must have and, been. Well, the thing is, they, they need other stuff, obviously. I mean, right. look at how, how they've gone this year so far. But, I mean, they won last night, right? Uh, Tampa? Yes. Yeah, they pulled it out. <sighs> Carolina is... We talked about this last week too. Carolina's in trouble. They are. They did. They did have extra picks because um, they did. They took Noah Spence. Oh, Tampa Bay did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Noah Spence was. Um, he was an Ohio State edge rusher, and then he went to Eastern Kentucky, and he really tested well. But they weren't sure, and he had behavioral problems, which is why I think he got booted. And um, they said he could be the most talented, I think, edge rusher in the draft. Wow. Um, but he played a small school, and so I mean, it was him and Joey Bosa. There might have been a couple more. Remember, there were tons of defensive linemen taken in the first round. Yep. Um, okay, so let's see. I know it was at the end of the round. There it is, Robert Aguayo. I mean, wow. I just... So it was late second round. It was a late second round. It was the 59th pick still. in the draft, but still disastrous. I mean... Yeah. Are the picks... You know, well, this just... Oh, sorry. Right. Are the picks... Are they similar to what we do in fantasy? Where, 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 are, where are kickers typically picked? They're not. They're not. Ever? No, there, there's seven rounds in the NFL draft. I mean, if, if you're going to take one, you, a lot of them that are drafted, they're drafted usually in the seventh round if they're drafted. But you can find them yeah. as undrafted free agents. Okay, well, did and, I and miss... And they get cut all the time. Did I so mishear Gruden last night? Because I swear Gruden said, as someone who picked a kicker in the third round, Sebastian Janikowski, is that possible yeah, he that I heard that correctly? No, no. Yeah. Janikowski was a first round pick. Really, I thought oh, really? he said. Oh, yeah. I thought he said third, but maybe it was first. I remember I don't thinking, think he, really, Gruden wasn't there. Gruden wasn't there when he was drafted. Okay. Um, Gruden wasn't the coach then. I don't think so. This was the '90s. It was the late '90s. I don't think Gruden got there until. Wasn't Shannon? Was it Shannon? No, Shanahan was there in the '80s. Art Shell. How long has Janikowski been in the league? Oh, he's like 38. He's play, He's he's played for the Raiders his whole career. He, I think he's been in the league for 17 years. Wow, I didn't realize that. It's been a long time. Maybe he did draft. I mean, he might have drafted him his first year, but Al Davis, the coach has minimal, I think, input, or at least did yeah. when, when Al Davis was there. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, Al Davis drafted that, that kicker. Yeah. yeah. Which was okay. a t- terrible decision then, even though he was, a, he was and is, you know, a great kicker. Yes. Sure. But still, still. It was, er- it, that seemed early, and Gruden kind of, it sounded like he was saying he drafted him. No, oh, maybe he did. I don't know. But, but I was also I mean, toggling the, back and forth between that and baseball, so I might have missed something. Right. <laughs> well, there are a bunch well, they, of there's a lot of good running backs that they could have had. There's a lot. I'm looking yeah. at the draft right now. There was plenty there. There's yeah. plenty of things to take. Well, now at least the Tampa Bay uh, GM can, in a few years, can blame the kicker's contract for the reason why they weren't able to get other players like the guy in Indianapolis did about Andrew Luck's contract, which is the dumbest thing I've heard a GM say in a long time. You know, time. here's the thing. The Seattle, how did Seattle become dominant? Because they had great drafts. They didn't have yep. to pay a lot of their players. And so they were able to keep, and especially their quarterback, but they drafted um, uh, Richard Sherman in the fifth round. Bobby Wagner, mm-hmm. I think, was he a third round or a fourth round pick? Um, Earl Thomas was a first rounder, I think. I think he was a top 10 pick. They got Russell Wilson in the third round. They had a big, you know, contract on Marshawn Lynch. Doug, mm-hmm. Doug Baldwin was an undrafted free agent. I think Jermaine Curse was an undrafted free agent. You know, they just had a yeah. lot of guys. Um, uh, Cam Chancellor, I mean, he wasn't a high draft pick. 
No, they were paying the probably the biggest contract they signed in the last several years was to what's his face Flynn from Green yeah. Bay, <laughs> <laughs> who's not even on the team anymore. That's yeah. funny. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, they blew a lot of money there. So, but that yeah. GM, the, the, those guys just crushed the draft, and that's mm-hmm. how they got ahead, and that's that's how you work it. And even if they were paying Russell Wilson Andrew Luck's contract at the time, and they were drafted in the same draft. Even if mm-hmm. they were um, just flip it, they still would have been able to. I mean, they had plenty of cap room, right? Because they well, were drafting so well. So that's this, not an this excuse. GM gave Andrew Luck that contract. Yeah, he had to though. How stupid are you to say? You're, you're right. That you're you right. Did is what handicapped your team. <laughs> it's just it's not it's not much of a defense. It's it's no, not that smart. No. Um, that, that that franchise is a mess. And not only that, but the, all the best quarterbacks. I mean, Roethlisberger's making similar money. Brady's yeah. probably making similar money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's a brand new contract, and I'm sure that the the new market has been established for Luck so that he's making more on average. But the cap is over 150 now, isn't it? Isn't it like 160? It's definitely higher than it it's was. Not, it's not last that much. Years, you, yeah. you, I mean, just what he should have said is, "Look, I suck." Like I, I'm not good at evaluating talent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, That's what he should have said. And my coach isn't yeah. good at coaching it. <laughs> so do we want to get into? Yeah, um, sure. Let's get ha- into what it. What else happened? So you won this week. Yeah, too, you want right? to go over the standings. Everybody won. So here's what happened this week. Um, okay. Let us uh, go over the results. Okay. So I played Jamie. Uh, I beat her. Her team had a really bad week. She doesn't even have. She mm-hmm. doesn't have bad players. But um, they didn't really do a lot. I think she has AJ Green, Matt Forte, um, who didn't Eli Manning didn't do much. Jaquiz Rogers actually got her 14 points because apparently they were just running the ball last night. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he was the high score for the week for her. Devonte Parker uh, only had seven. Golden Tate. So it's like some guys have disappointed. Gostowski only had six. The Texans against Minnesota. You wouldn't expect that they would have a horrible game. Um, they had, they got nothing. So, and, and I think she, I got lucky. I got, okay. So I caught some breaks. Jamal Charles on a bye. At some point he's going to break out. Um, yeah. she didn't start Pierre Garcon and well, I guess I didn't catch too many breaks, but still that was nice. I was, I was happy for that. Um, other seven games, Patrick killed, uh, Carol. I, I don't know. He's, so he beat him one fifteen seventy nine. Carol's basically done. I mean, even with Brady's big game, he only got 79 points. That's just not going to end well. KJ yeah. beat Todd 94 to 93. Um, Gary was tied. I know it's one point. Um, Adam must have had the uh, defense because I, I'm pretty sure they were tied 84 84 at one point, but he won 84 to 82. Uh, let's see. Pobox got a win 77 to 64 over Tracy. Jason 103, John Fitzpatrick 91, and it looks, let's see, that's Shad. Shad uh, beat Claire 104 to 89. So Claire's two and three now. She started off hot. Mm -hmm. It's not going so well. And Joe beat Brendan. So game ball to Joe Arrow, 108 to 72. Two losses in a row for Brendan. Yeah, Brendan's had two losses, Claire's had three, so some teams are starting to hit the skids. So right now, in the fat and old division, Patrick and KJ tied at four and one. Uh, he must have you on points. He is he listed above you. Uh, let's see, Plaza. Yeah, he's got you about that 40 is, points. I think that's, okay, so Shad is three and two, along with John. They are tied for third. 
And Adam is two and three. Jason is two and three. Um, Pobox, out of the basement. Carol is now last, I think, in the entire league. So we've got two teams at four and one, two teams at three and two, two two and threes, and two one and fours. In the bald and orange division, Spike still in first place at four and one, and somebody changed their name. Jill Arrow. That's Joe. Oh, that is Joe. Honestly, then mm. a bunch of initials that well, you know. WTF? Yes. AWD. Are we doing here? Figure that out. Um, they're both four and one. We got two teams at three and two. That is Brendan and Death Star Radio is Todd. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Claire at two and three, and Tracy at two and three, and I am still in the basement with Jamie at one and four. However, I'm not in last um, because I must have her on points. In yes. fact, I'm up to fourth place in total points out of 16, so I was wow. happy with that. And I closed to within 30 points of first place. So I still think that it's a way long shot for me to make the playoffs, but I want to end up first in points. So I think it's a pretty good chance you will, actually. Well, I mean, other guys have... I mean, I have a good bench that's not playing, but I don't know if anybody's going to come back. Doug Martin's still hurt. Dante Moncrief is still hurt. I think I have Kenneth Dixon. He's still wearing a big knee brace, so I don't know that he's going to be contributing much. Plus, Terrence West looked pretty good. Baltimore, that's malpractice. I hate the Ravens, and I hate the Patriots. I don't know. Jason, do you also loathe those oh, two 100%. teams? Okay, there you go. Yes. So, and, and I'm sure that there are probably some Ravens fans that listen to this, and they probably hate the Steelers, but I just loathe the Ravens. Um, yes. It, it was malpractice that they weren't giving the ball to Terrence West more. I watched him last week, and he looked pretty good last week. He had, I want to say, I just read something. He had seven carries for, what was it, like 60 yards in the first half. They only gave hmm. him the ball four times in the second half, and he had 35 yards on those four carries. What are you doing? And not only what that, are they doing? Yeah. it was a one-score game the whole game. <laughs> so they fired the offensive coordinator, and uh, apparently, I read an article on the, on the Ringer, but it does make a certain amount of sense. If you've got Joe Flacco, you want to go downfield. Right. You just do. You you always want. And they to th- have they have Mike Wallace now too, right? They have Mike Wallace and they have Rashard Perryman, who should be working his way into more snaps. Um, huh. I'm pretty sure his knee's doing okay, but he was their first round pick last year, who missed the whole season. I think he had. So they're built to go deep, like they are. Saying. They can do that. Yeah, even with Steve Smith out, they can do that. Mm-hmm. They have some good tight ends. I know Max Williams is hurt, and what's his name is on IR. But Crockett Gilmore and um, who's the other guy? Pitta until Pitta gets hurt. Mm-hmm. They have some good running backs. That's what that's what Flacco. Th- the reason Flacco is dangerous is because you know that you have to respect the deep ball because he can get it there. He's probably got the best arm in the league. And why you wouldn't use that as one of your primary weapons, I have no idea. And when you're mauling people in the run game, keep giving them the damn ball. I mean, I just I don't understand yeah. that they they ran the ball. What was it? Fourteen times and they passed forty two. I think that was in a game that was close. Like, what are you doing? They fired their offensive coordinator. That's what they're they doing. They did. Yeah. They did. Are we any closer to you feeling like Minnesota and Denver will be in the Super Bowl? Okay, so pa- uh, Paxton Lynch had a bad week. And yes. yes. N- not all rookies are going to come out of the gate looking amazing. Carson Wentz certainly has looked fantastic. But, you know, he was he and Goff, well, Goff, I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to see Goff. But um, Wentz looks really good. He looks really good. He looks like he should have gone first, obviously. But if you have a talent that that um, 
could have theoretically been the first overall pick, you expect them to play early. I think right. Lynch was drafted in the mid-20s, I, I want to say. Didn't Denver trade up to get him? I'm pretty sure they traded up to get him. And he was raw. They said that coming out of Memphis, he he ran in, from the shotgun the entire time. Um, I think mm-hmm. they never huddled. The verbiage was really simplistic, and they were running a spread, and he just wasn't anywhere close to being able to play. So I don't think that we can judge Denver too harshly when they're playing a guy who's just not ready. When Simeon comes back, that's the team. When when you don't have good quarterback play, it just it just it can affect the whole team. Mm-hmm. It just right. you know that you're giving the ball back in three downs, the defense gets tired. You turn the ball over, they get good field position. It leads to points. It's just it it can be disastrous. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold that against Denver. Denver was looking really, really, really dangerous. I'm going to keep assuming with Simeon in there that they're going to look that good. Unless they have injuries. And I don't think anybody did get hurt. Uh, Minnesota, I mean, the one caveat, of course, is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I, know, will he, I know what's coming. When will he get hurt? When and will he bring when out he does the get hurt, When he does get hurt, how long will it be for and what will Sean Hill look like? I don't yeah. think that you can dip down to Sean Hill and expect them to maintain this. Although the defense is amazing, I am encouraged that they're starting to use Cordero Patterson more. I mean, they have to yes. find a way to get that guy targets or get him the ball in in other unique situations. I mean, he's yeah, just he got, was running over linebackers in the. I watched he's that game on Sunday. Big he, he and he's fast and he's fast. got great vision. The knock yes. on him, unfortunately, coming out of school was, well, that what they say is he's not good on the board. What that means is probably low IQ, can't retain information very well. And so pretty much every position, except for kicking and punting, is really complicated. You have to, the, yes. every player on one side of the ball almost has to see the other side of the ball the same way. Because... You have guys adjusting routes based on what the look is. You, it's almost like you have to have a mind meld with the quarterback. Um, there are so many ways in which the quarterback can change what you're supposed to do in the entire play, and you have to re- you have to retain a lot, right. and and then you have to retain how tendencies of all the defenders, and you have to look and, and be able to diagnose. Okay, this guy's going to go here. You know, you're in college. You can just. I mean, a team like where did Patterson play? He played in the SEC. I think he's Tennessee. Really? Yeah, he he was Tennessee. Justin Hunter and Derek Rogers. Those are the three receivers that came out that were really talented. And two of them washed. Well, Justin Hunter's still in Buffalo, but Derek Rogers washed out of the league, and uh, Hunter's really underwhelmed, and Patterson is really underwhelmed. Well, it'll be interesting to see how much you know he's in the game plan when he was right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Stephon so Diggs was out, so right. So you can't make if he can't retain that much. You've got, you know, he can run nine routes, so all he has to do is run all the way down the field, and then maybe, I mean, he bubble screens and maybe slants, you know, and yep. and yeah. give him, but at least try to put him in position to do what he does really well, which is he's unbelievable in the open field. It's like he can see out of the side of his head, the, the way he makes guys miss. I don't know if you remember yeah. this, but he had some um, kickoff returns, I think his rookie year, maybe in the preseason and into the regular season. And it just, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost breathtaking him watching him run through the defense on a kick return. I mean, it's just really impressive, but they can't figure out a way to get the ball in his hands to allow him to sort of show that skill. So, right. So I think they're good. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. I don't know what to say. They're, they're like in the, 
if you're tiering all the best teams, the Patriots are obviously there. Minnesota is definitely there. Mm-hmm. I think the Steelers are probably still there. I think Denver yes. with Simeon, um, until we see him fall apart, I think you still have to consider them there. I'm skeptical about Atlanta, but... <laughs> yes. And I know you are, because you've seen... I'm not seen... skeptical. I'm 100% certain sure that they're going to fall point. apart. Yes. Uh, man, I mean... They look pretty know, good right it, about now. They do, but we we've seen this movie. They started they yeah. started five and zero two years ago and didn't make the playoffs, right? Yes, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, but I do think this is the year where, at worst case, they'll maybe they'll be eleven and five. I I think yeah. I think they're going to keep this up. Who in the NFC do you think will beat them? Oh, Seattle. Point? I should. Seattle? I see. I always put Seattle in the top tier. Yeah, until they prove yeah. otherwise. Minnesota and Seattle. I keep forgetting about them. Um. What I don't understand is I looked at the box score for the Green Bay game and Aaron Rodgers, I saw a statistic where Aaron Rodgers was pressured on like three of his passes. Like he had no pressure on him and yet he only completed 50% of his passes. What's going on there? Yeah, something seems off. I didn't see it. Uh, but I didn't watch it either. That's terrible though. I watched very little of it. weird. That just doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. But my man Randall Cobb had 90 yards, so I was happy about that, even though I didn't start him. I was wondering if you started him. <laughs> no, I put a Jai in there, and he got 10. Um, the running game is not good, but he did get into the end zone. Well, that's good. Yeah, but Adrian Foster should be coming back soon, so I'm not going to be able to start him. <laughs> I think him he up. might actually be back this week, and is then it this he'll week? pull a hamstring. And Yeah, I think he'll be back this week. It might not a be a hamstring. It could be an Achilles. It could be a knee problem. It could be turf toe. Um, he could get plantar fasciitis. There are a number of lower body injuries that could put him back on the IR. It's, yep. You mean that will put him back don't on the IR? Don't just limit him to a hamstring. Sorry, yeah. You're yeah, reducing said, him in a way that I feel is demeaning. He's, he's <laughs> at that age where those are the, the injuries you listed are probably pretty likely. One of them, at least. Yeah. He has tremendous injury upside. <laughs> <laughs> You just got to figure out when it's going to happen. Right. Um, we need to talk about me and you playing each other this week. Oh, that's right. That's right. And is there anything else? Oh, wait, wait, we wait, wait. Hold on. KJ, that? who do you, who do you, um, who do you play? I, Don't you? I play Steenburgen. Yes. Oh. oh, nice. Okay. Well, so but not so nice because Tannehill, Tannehill's is, is, is a bust. He's terrible. And Winston's on a bye. Well, Tannehill's playing the Steelers. Steelers don't have, still don't have a great defense. Yeah, that's the no. only he, he he's projected to do fairly well this week, and maybe he'll have a good week. But and Cam Hayward is injured; he's not playing, so the defense, the pass rush, probably oh. won't be as good. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to see how it plays out. You know, we will see how it plays out about seven days from now. That's but, right. So you would be doing everybody in the league a great favor. Joe will be pa- hopefully passing that game ball to you. So Jason and I are playing. Yes. I know you will do your best. You're a good soldier. Before we get to us, do you think uh, Cam will come back this week, Cam Newton? I I would assume so. Is he in I the mean, concussion concussions are Yeah. Yeah. He missed Monday night for the right. concussion. Um, okay. So Dalton, Zeke, Bobby Rainey. Do you have any... Are you getting anybody back? Um, uh, yeah. Um, I'll have... Murray, if uh, if Foster's if back, I'll put him in there. Des Bryant, Murray, I don't know. I think he might be 
I think they might, you know, keep him out another week. Brian's mm-hmm. supposed to be out until after their bye. Eddie Royal. Yep. Eddie Royal could be a, a good play. Yep. I get Doug Baldwin back. He had a bye last week. Oh, did oh, you already okay. put him not- back in the roster? Yeah, you did. Yeah, oh, this isn't good. looking good for me. No, you're you're spe- you're and you're you, and this, to beat me by twenty points. I, that's all nonsense. I yeah, I agree, but still, I think um, Le'Veon Bell he's primed for some a breakout. I mean, he's been look he's looked great the last couple of weeks since he's came. That's back, the one Le'Veon thing Bell I will say. Like, that's the one thing yeah. I will say. When he starts scoring touchdowns, he could get him in clumps. Um, yeah, he could I, get thirty, forty points this week. He could. He's but so bound could, to do it. At so some could point. Elliot. Yeah. yeah. But so, see, he's been a beast the last couple of weeks. I can't imagine he will go again this week. Who does he play? He, what are you talking about? He could be the best running back, fantasy running back. Remember, didn't you listen to the preview that we did before <laughs> the season when I told you that Elliot could be the number one running back in the league? I think you know I did because I drafted him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, so why couldn't he just keep doing this? This is who the guy he is. He could. He could. Well, oh he's God, just... You're so, just so cautious. Go ahead, KJ. I do the same thing. It's like, well, he, he's good, but he's on my fantasy team, so he's probably going to do something stupid because I'm going to lose. <laughs> probably yeah. because I'm cursed, right? Yes. <laughs> it's all about me. I was the- glad to see that Hogan um, and Brady looked good together again when Brady came back this week. Yes. Did you well, play every- Hogan? Yeah, I put him in. He got like 14 points for me and didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah, he had over 100 yards receiving. Well, anybody that's on the field with Brady, I think, at any in any given week, could give you a hundred yes. yards and a touchdown easily. Mm-hmm. He's he's just going to burn the league to the ground. They have some sort of connection though that's that's really good. They they looked really good. I mean, I know it was preseason, but they looked really good in the preseason. And then Hogan kind of vanished for the first four weeks, and then la- then you know this past week when Brady came comes back, uh, Hogan's got a hundred something yards. So I I'm hope I have good hopes for that going forward. All right, so your starting lineup right now looks like Dalton, Zeke, maybe Latavius Murray, then yeah. Baldwin, Hogan, Fleener. You have Arian Foster over Dez? Because Dez is... I don't think Dez is going to play. I okay. think Foster is going to play. Steelers defense, and then you'll pick up some random kicker on waivers. Yes. My lineup right now looks like Derek Carr, Le'Veon Bell, Jordan Howard... Demarius Thomas, Terrell Pryor. I have to stream a different tight end because mine is on a bye. Uh, right now, I'm putting in Randall Cobb in the flex spot. I've got the Bills mm-hmm. going against San Francisco. That could be lucrative. And I have yes. San Diego's kicker against Denver. Because I think Kaepernick's going to start this week. He is, yeah. He is, yeah. And so if you remember the last time... Machine. Yeah, it could be. But if you remember the last time he was in, um, he was terrible. But I think it was because he was inaccurate, so... You know, when you throw it like Tebow and it's nowhere near the defensive back, he can't intercept it. So that might right. not happen. But <laughs> And who knows? Maybe he'll play well. Yeah, possible. I mean, if you remember, he was really good for a while. And then the league sort of solved him. And then I, he just didn't have a second move. He he couldn't counter. Yeah. So yeah, he was um, like the fa- I, he was like the fastest to glory and then the fastest of all. Like he didn't last very long. Yeah, he burned out real quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it was that year where uh, the read option was all the rage. Yep. And I remember reading, and this is just, so this is what happens. If you read like the history of the NFL, um, I think Tom Landry uh, developed the 4-3 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. 
and and then just other innovations, and eventually you get to the 46 defense, you get to the zone blitz mm-hmm. defense. There's a great book by Greg Cosell and Jaworski. Um, what is it called? The Games That Made the Game. Something like that. Hmm. And it it's it goes over like 11 or 12 games, and it was basically innovations. And some of them are on offense, yep. and some of them are on defense. It's a fascinating read. I recommend it. Um, to anybody that's interested in football at any level, it, it's really, I'll check that out because really I'm interested in that stuff. Yeah, how you know you get one coach comes in with a scheme, kind of takes over the league for a while until people figure it out or something else. Comes right. Along. That's that's and you can look back through the history like you were saying and see a lot of stuff like that. How you know when Don Coryell came in with Don Coryell's one of them. Uh, he was yeah. he and was Bill one of Walsh. them. There. Yep. When Bill Walsh was the, I think. Was it when he was the coordinator for the Bengals in the early 70s? That was one of the mm-hmm. games, I'm pretty sure. And yep. I want to say that that game was the what caused the zone blitz to hmm. come about. And then they go forward a little bit. And Dick LeBeau, I think, he was he working? I'm not sure who he was working for at the time. I'm, I'm pretty sure it came out of the early, or at least the concepts, the pressure concepts. But sometimes they will develop some concepts, but it doesn't cohere in a defense for years later. Maybe when they get the a, a certain player that they need. Like for the Steelers, for right. many years, it was Troy Polamalu. He was the yes. joker. So the read option. Eventually, you knew that they were going to come around. And I remember reading a bunch of fantasy writers on Twitter saying, no, this is different. It's like, no, it's not. Any innovation, they say, no, this is different. But eventually, you know, the guys get paid on the defensive side of the ball, too, to scheme. Yeah. Eventually, Uh they're going to figure out a solution. There's always a solution because each side of the ball has a weakness and they solved it. And then, you know, Kaepernick didn't have a second move. Um, It kind of ruined Griffin because he no longer, once he got injured, he just, he wasn't fast enough to be able to beat guys. And then he couldn't run the read option anymore because it was sort of solved. So that made him a pocket passer, which apparently he really struggled with. Although I never understood why. He seemed like he he would have been able to do it. Well, how do we get back to Griffin I think, again? <laughs> I think a majority I think majority, if not all, his issues are mental. Um, I think so just too. The way he looks at stuff. His his, you know, obsession with branding and, and whatever however he got to that point, whether it was somebody, agents or whatever or advertisers influencing him or just that's just who he is. Maybe he doesn't love football. Yeah, it might That's not very be. Possible. I'm going to predict your game. Oh, oh, oh. This is great. I like this. I've Can got you your... a score, too? Oh, uh, no. Well, Come I on, can't. predict the I'll, score. I'll predict the Do score. Do it. I'll so, predict your score, too. Trump and Trump University the on fighting paper. Predators. And I'm looking at your I'm looking at your profile picture, which I've never noticed before. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, That's a handsome man. You know, it's people don't really mind when you critique females or the way they look when you're that good looking. Exactly. <laughs> so I have to go with Trump University here. Um, I think you're going to win. I was going to say you're projected to win 94 to 71, but you guys don't have a full roster here. Um, right. So let's go. Let's make it a nail biter. 90 to 86. Okay. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. If I score 90 points, I'll be happy. If I lose, okay. I lose. Yeah. Okay. Same here. All right. Uh, let's see. Steam. Oh, man. See, this is tough mm-hmm. because let's assume Cam plays. 
Steve Smith is yeah. probably not going to play. Um, Shepard, Matthews, Coleman, Freeman. He has both Atlanta running backs against Seattle. That's not good. Mm-hmm. I know. All right. Uh, let's see what you got. You're going to have to go with Tannehill, Gurley. Oh, you lose Mike Evans and Winston. Yes. That stinks. All right. So C.J. Anderson, Todd Gurley, Willie Snead, Travis Benjamin, Barnage Jennings, Eagles against the Skins, McManus. I'm going to predict a win for you because I'm not predicting a win for Brendan. <clears throat> I'm going to go with, I'm going to say KJ88 and Brendan 14. <laughs> no. 88 to 74. All right. I like it. All right. Can I pick now? Yes. Absolutely. Who are you going to pick? I'm going to pick the KJ loses because oh. he picked me to lose and I'm petty <laughs> oh. like that. Right. What's the See, score? That's something Trump University would do. See, she I she compliments me. I'm picking her. I can't not do that. <laughs> the score is zero to one. You you lose. <laughs> he wins. You're okay. gonna Actually, you lose and we. if you lose, we all lose. So, I mean. That's true. Isn't that the truth? Couldn't have said it better myself. So you're seriously picking one nothing. That's your that's your prediction. No. <laughs> Come on, give us give a real score. I'm gonna say ninety four to one oh two. Oh. Wow, that'd be more closest to my highest score all year except for week one. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to do bad. I just want you to lose because you're like, lose. It sounds like you do want her to do bad. <laughs> I only picked you to lose because for no reason other than looking at the actual stats and, and looking at the lineups. Oh, I looked at the stats too. She has the to be objective. You picked me to lose. <laughs> You're just being irrational. <laughs> That's the stat. That's awesome. I like the way that you've decided to pick games. Let's do this again. <laughs> yes, we should. Yeah, we should. We should. We should at least pick out a couple highlight highlight matchups of the week. I mean, obviously, the ones that we're in are highlights. But. Do do yeah? Who, um, what is? Do I play you or later in the season, KJ? I don't know. Let me pull oh, yeah, it up. I don't. Is I that don't. Mine? Yeah, I play you in week eleven. Oh okay. Ooh. So that could. I could spoil a playoff spot for you. Yes, you could. Oh, and then I play Patrick the next week. Oh, <laughs> and I play. Oh, this is wonderful. I play Spike in week thirteen before the playoffs start. Oh, oh, you wow. can play spoiler again. You might be, you know, you never know. You might be winning out. You're winning next week. I mean, you're winning this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found our, our other uh, oh. highlight matchup for week 11. I was just going to say, who are you going to pick? I play Brendan in week 11. Oh, in week 11. Oh, that's, I'm talking that's about the same this week, week you two play each other. Oh, this week? Yep. I got, um, let's do one more and then call it good. All right. Patrick all and right, Todd. All right. I think that's a pretty good because you know we could say Carol and Spike, but everybody knows Can Spike's we... probably going to win. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with one thirteen to forty two on that. On which one? Spike Car- over Carol. Oh, okay. That's that's I would I would say that's probably close. Todd and Patrick. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna look at. Wait, here we go. Where's Todd and Patrick? Well, this, this is going to be close. God, this yeah. could help me. I have to root for Patrick. I hate doing that. If I'm going to pretend like I can get back in the playoff race, then I have to root against these 
three and two teams? Um, I am picking strictly by looking at the players. There's nothing personal in my picks. I'm just going to give that disclosure, Jason. Oh my God, you're so nice. <laughs> um, I think Patrick will will win this game. I'm not going to give a well, score. Again, Todd has the best receivers. Do you hear that, Todd? Todd has the best receivers. <laughs> um, he's also got a lot of people on by this week. Well, he's got a quarterback problem with Palmer. Yes. Jeremy Hill. Oh, I think New England's going to stop him. Darren Sproles. Oh, my God. That's all he's got. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Vikings defense on by this week. Oh, that hurts. That was okay. His best player. Uh, P- Patrick's going to win this relatively easily, I think. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get any points besides his receivers. Yeah. I am going to go with Patrick ninety-six. Did I already pick ninety-six as a score? No, not yet. I think I did. I don't know. Did anybody no, write the go, scores down? I'm going to go. With, no, <laughs> no. I'm going to go. To, I'm going to go. Patrick one hundred one and Todd seventy-one. Oh, so I don't think this one's going to be close. He's just he's he's just gutted by injuries and uh, buys. Buys, yep. And a bad roster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Patrick ninety four to eighty one. Whoa! Did you did you see his starters? Yeah. Okay. He's still got Antonio Brown, who could get forty points. Yep, he can. If, he, if it in any given week, I and think Amari this is the Cooper. week that Le'Veon Bell. Oh yeah, I, I expect. I, I'm assuming that his receivers are going to get 55 points. Yeah, I still only think he's going to get 71. <laughs> you might be right. Todd should trade me one of his receivers, and I'll trade him a running back. That's Perfect. what we should do. Yeah. Alrighty then. All right. I'll make that deal with you. I need a running back. Do you? Yes, look who I got in there. I got Rainey from the Giants, who I didn't even know oh, yeah, was that's on the true. team until this week. I told you in our preseason thing, it was on my list, <laughs> Rainey and Paul Perkins. Didn't you write these things down? No. Once again, we are recording this. I don't write anything down. Oh, my God. Do you even listen <laughs> to your I also podcast? don't listen to it, you though. Do. So you do. You have know. to listen to it twice because you're editing them. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. <laughs> Why do I waste my time? We've got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. Well, because it's postseason baseball, I am on a baseball kick lately. I want to recommend S. Preston's Minimalist Ballparks artwork. Hmm. Now, I don't know his first name. He goes by S. Preston. On Twitter, he goes by at Poot Poot. I don't Oh, this 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 that I have heard of, yes. I didn't know that was that guy's name. Yeah, yeah, Poot Poot. Okay. Um and I'm just a huge base baseball fan and I'm one of those people that is on a mission to go to every ballpark yep. in the country and I've got a good number of them. But anyway, uh he does he calls them minimalist ballparks and he has since expanded to it was at first he started just with major league and now it's college football, the NFL. He does NHL logos um, that I don't think they're for sale, but you can download them for as wallpaper on your phone, like the logos of the NHL teams. Oh, cool. Um, and it's his website is spreston designs.com. And I, I own target field 
and Wrigley Field, and I own Field of Dreams print. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I guess the only way I know how to describe it is a minimalist. So they have a really cool Washington Nationals one, or the Nationals Park, mm-hmm. and that is basically just a picture of the four presidents' heads um, against a green wall. So it, he takes some piece of that specific park and turns it into a drawing. Uh, car- it's sort of cartoonish. Yeah, it's very creative though. I've seen I've actually seen that Washington Nationals one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I just ordered nine postcards for a project nice. I'm calling I'm calling the project the ballparks I've visited project. <laughs> so basically <laughs> I'm taking those postcards and um putting them on mounting them on something and putting them on the, the wall in the sport nice. room. So anyway, if people like baseball and they like art, this molds the two together. And I and I just ordered those nine postcards this morning. So um, those are some of the nine postcards, the nine ballparks that I've been to um, cool. so far. That re- that reminds me. It it uh, I know a few weeks ago I recommended um, following Shea Serrano and reading his stuff on the ring or on the Ringer dot com. Yes, um, he works with a lot of artists and that do similar kind of cartoonish art, uh-huh. different things. Yep. His is more like if you like if you like uh, rap. And, you know, he wrote the rap yearbook yeah. has all kinds of cool, like illustrations, very similar. I mean, different art style, but very similar, at least in terms of, you know, their kind of cartoon caricature type stuff. Yep. So it's very cool. That that just reminded me of that when you said that. And uh, speaking of books, I would recommend if you're looking for something to read and you don't know much about Malcolm Gladwell, uh, basically pick up any of his books. Uh, Outliers is probably my favorite one. Uh, Tipping Point's a good one. And David and Goliath. I think was the last one he wrote, or it's at least the last one I've read um, most recently. And um, a lot of his stuff is very thought-provoking and is very interesting and is definitely worth um, checking out if you're looking for something to read like that and you hadn't looked at any, any of his stuff. Yeah, I like I like his work a lot. I've read um, Tipping Point and Outliers. Yep. And um, I have David and Goliath on my list for at the library. Awesome. So It's, it's yeah. really cool. And he was on... Um, Bill Simmons show any given Wednesday not long ago. Oh yeah, and that's he, right. he was, was he was he on with Cuban? He with was Mark on Cuban? with Cuban, and that was really okay. interesting between the two of them. Um, yes. So yeah, Malcolm Gladwell, great recommendation. Anything um, else? Well, another quick one. I, okay. I, I guess it's not really a recommendation so much as a did you know this just released kind of thing. Oh no! Is this should this been in the quiz section? <laughs> well, you probably <laughs> wouldn't have gotten it. Um, okay. But I can say, I guess I can safely recommend it for all Justin Timberlake fans, but that's yeah. about it. So I guess maybe what it really is, is Jason, I'm asking you in all your free time to watch <laughs> this and tell me if it's any good. Um, okay. Because I cannot be objective when it comes to Justin Timberlake. I, I real, I realize that, way about certain things. that that is a weakness. I mean, I have blinders when it comes to him and it's not really <laughs> even his music. I don't, his music is fine. It's really not the type of music that I would tend to gravitate towards. Right. Um, he's an okay actor, maybe even a little bit above okay. He's handsome, but not that handsome. He's, <laughs> you know, he, he's hilarious on Saturday Night Live. I just think it, he's got that it factor for me. And so what you're saying is the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Yes. And, and yeah. so a lot I of totally people will say they don't like him, but secretly they do. 
Well, I am no, there's no secret about it. I cannot, I cannot be objective about him. I remember an email exchange that we had where I was like, I, I mean, because I'm I'm pretty neutral on him. I, I I don't mind him at all. I think some of the stuff he does is good, and I think some of it is not very or not for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have said something slightly disparaging about him, and you sent me back like a whole like two page like <laughs> defense of Justin Timberlake. So I was like, oh, this is this could be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you mentioned that he was. I think you said he was pretentious, and yeah, and, probably I can see myself doing that, and I can't see. So okay, so what I'm re- what I'm saying is that this is a Netflix documentary, and it's a concert oh, okay. documentary. It's basically what it is. He it's on his 2020 Experience tour. Okay. Um, and I think that was a two year tour, and it's just the last two days that they were in Vegas. So basically, right. they show a few minutes in the beginning where, and I went to that tour in St. Paul. Oh, cool. And it, I think it was in February 2014 when I went. So anyway, they show a few minutes in the beginning where the the whole group is together and they're they're doing the uh pre-cheering and the pre pre-show prayer and then they go do the concert and that's pretty much it there's a the ending is kind of neat that it's just uh showing they're just running an audio of them putting up and taking down the stage so kind of All showing right, most what of, it goes is that what they mostly do what you're saying is the majority of it is actually just footage of the concert Yes. So it came out yesterday. I watched it last night. (laughs) Of course. Of course I did. Now, if baseball was on, I wouldn't have. Um, Okay. And so here's where I think you may be right about him being pretentious. He tweeted out, who's something like, who's watching, who's watching this and use a hashtag and tweet out your memories, memories of the tour. And then whatever the hashtag was, and then I'm going to send some people pizza. Okay. So that they could watch the movie with pizza. So anyway, he did that and he tweeted out pictures, which I think is a good idea. But really, yeah. it's all comes back to getting people more aware of it so he can make more money. Well, of course. So I can it's, see it's that about him, but I still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being promotional. There's a line that people cross, and I don't think that's crossing that line at all. Well, he was he w- it was on the Today Show this morning that he did that, so... Apparently, it got a lot of notice. So I was going to tweet him, but I've tweeted him a few times, and he never responds. So I figured, no, that isn't going to work. Celebrities like that with like 6 million followers, they never respond. Well, that one dude responded to me. I still don't know his name. (laughs) But anyway, I didn't didn't tweet him. (laughs) The Deadwood dude is how we shall forever be known to us. So anyway, but the one thing I think you'd like about it. Great actor, by the way. Yes, he is. He's really good. If you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> we like we'd love to interview you about any of your roles or how it is pitching for the Cubs in the playoffs. Yes. Um oh, the one thing I think you'd would like about this whole documentary is at the very end it says dedicated to wait for it Prince Rogers Nelson. Ah. So See, I could I could also see that as being cloying and pretentious. How so, how? Cuz it's Here's the thing. Nobody's going to say a bad word about Prince. Right. So to put that at the end is almost like, see, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I know Prince. I'm cool. And that that point, it's just like, he didn't have to do that. And I understand that that can be genuine and totally, I, I think that's great. But it's just something about him. I have this sense of there's 
something in him that is self-promotional to the point of pretension in ways that just makes me go, yeah, there's a little bit of something in there that I'm just like, I don't know about that. Well, and that could be because um, he's done stuff like that before. And mm-hmm. I don't see it, but I'm not looking for it. And like I said, I've got blinders yeah. on. Oh, and I totally, I am that way about certain things. And I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. But um, um, and some things we may have already talked about. You never know. So what but, you're saying is you're not going to watch this documentary. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it. I really am. Well, it's called Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids. Wait a minute. Why is it called that? That's the name of his band, the Tennessee Kids oh, that okay. traveled with him. Band. Yep. Oh, okay. So if any, if nothing else, it is interesting to watch. They ta- they introduce all the musicians and they talk to them a little bit before they start the concert. Oh, cool. Um, is is it like a um like a? I remember seeing footage of him. Um, not um, it was after like he hosted the Oscars or the Grammys or something a few years ago where he was playing like in a club with a band and it was like it looked like a whole like. Oh, yeah. um, like a big band, like it was like twenty or thirty yes. dudes. Does he travel with something like that? He did for this tour, like Horns, Frank Sinatra style, yeah. Trumpets, everything, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, well, I mean that's cool. I I will watch it. So yes, I will watch. I'm not. Sh- I'm not gonna promise I'm watching it this week. No, but I will watch it at some point and report back on pretension level. You know, DefCon level of pretension. Yeah. So if nothing else, though, you and my boy share a common musical influence in Prince. Yeah, totally. Because you can't, I mean, I'm sure he was a musical influence. Oh, yes. I can see, I can see ways that Prince influenced Justin Timberlake. Yeah. For sure. Yep. More on the, more on the vocal and stylings and things like that than, I don't, does he play an instrument? Well, he Timberlake? plays um, guitar a few times. He, yeah. he, and he played piano in the... But I always think, how much is he really playing, and how much is the band backing him up? Well, yeah, that's true. If he's not playing it by himself, and him, he's the solo performer, then he's really not playing it all that much, because here's a secret. The people who can really play, they want to play it by themselves, to, to, to almost kind of say, I can do this myself kind yeah. of situation. Yep. If there's a whole band play, like, you see a lot of, and this happens, I, I don't know why, but this seems to happen with more like country, mainstream country artists where they just throw an acoustic guitar on them and throw them up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And some of those dudes can't even play at all. And they yeah. just learn one chord form and they grab the guitar. And they kind of, if you notice, if you've ever seen, seen any of these live shots before, they'll kind of just like abandon the guitar playing halfway through and you don't oh, hear yeah. any difference yeah. in the sound at all. Right. I mean, it's yep. most of those, it's almost like a situation where um, there's a couple bands that I follow where um, that are, you know, kind of indie bands, sort of marginal. I mean, they make a living as a band, but, you know, most people haven't heard of them. And there's one with this girl who's got an incredible voice, but she started playing guitar because the manager, she started wearing a guitar whenever they played live most on most songs because she said, oh, by the way, my agent told me I look good with a guitar, so that's what we're doing now. And she, they made a joke out of it, and she said it, like, live at the show. That's I've heard funny. her say it multiple times, which is funny, yeah. Yep. But that... That kind of stuff happens where you have influencing like marketing people and, um, you know, agents and managers are saying, oh, by the way, you know, you need to wear this, these, this, these colors look good on you. But then they go to the point of, oh, and, you know, throw this instrument on or, you know, sit down at the piano for this song or that kind of stuff. And uh, whatever, you know, I try to stay out of that stuff. But, you know, if you can play, you play. And if you don't, you just don't. Don't worry about it. Not everybody has to play an instrument. Right. And, and, and. There was one song where he definitely started the song solo, but then I think they filled in at the end. Yeah, um, and that's cool. But no, he's not. 
he's not playing instruments. And then the other thing that I noticed... He's certainly not Prince level. No. But the <laughs> not other, many people are. No. But the other thing I noticed at the end of it, when they were running the credits and they listed all the songs, every single yeah. time his name was listed first as the songwriter. And I don't know how those things go, but I have to believe that once in a while, somebody else wrote the majority of the, that song. Yes. So how does he get credit uh, for say, that? Because he's the star. Yeah. So and that too, that's how it, that's determined a lot of times if the person wants credit. And that's another thing that makes, that leads me into the pretension argument of most people, if you didn't write the majority of the song, you shouldn't care what order your name is on the thing. But if you're trying to prove, right. it's almost a, hey, look, I can do this. Look, see, look, look, I can do this. And when you do that kind of, anything that screams that to me is pretentious and makes me go, uh, you don't have to do everything. You don't, you, you can, you know, let other people shine yeah. and let other people do their role and stay in your role. I mean, your role, if you're Justin Timberlake, is superstar. That's, mm-hmm. is star, you know, entertainer. Not necessarily a musician, not necessarily just an actor, not just a singer, but entertainer. Be that. I mean, here's the way I think about it. I don't ever recall, like, and maybe this is because it's just, you know, the distance and I wasn't alive you know, really, you know, aware during these times. But like people like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Yeah. Those dudes didn't seem to be like, hey, look what I can do. They were just like, here's who I am. Everybody else get out of the way. Yeah. Because I am good at this one thing that I, or this couple of things. And I'm, I'm a star and you can have credit for writing all this stuff. I don't really care. I'm a star. Yeah. And that, it seems to me today, and that could have happened then back then too, but it seems to me today that we have a lot of stars that, are trying to prove themselves in some other way. And it just comes across to me as like desperation Mm -hmm. in a way. It may not be at all. And I could be totally wrong. And I'm sure I do stuff that people are like, you didn't have to do that. Why'd you do that? It's just when you do a dedicated to something like that, it's usually somebody that was working with you on the project or somebody in your family or somebody who, somebody personally who influenced you versus somebody who influenced a whole generation of people. It gives him credibility with certain people, is what he's thinking. And that and that's what sticks out to me. That's the part of it. And it's the I still think he has something, whether it's subconscious or not, since he started in a boy band, that he has a subconscious thing of, okay, I need to I gotta prove myself in everything that I do, every step of the way. And I wanna tell him, Man, you ain't gotta prove yourself. You're great. It doesn't matter. You got discovered because you were in a boy band. Who cares? You probably would have gotten discovered regardless. So you're, you're a great entertainer. Just forget about all that mess. But there's a better way to describe it, but that's the only way I can think of. Well, two things. One, yeah. um, Justin Timberlake doesn't need to do that. Even no, though he, he doesn't. He doesn't because he's a totally. big enough star where people... Absolutely. Most people say that he's very talented. They'll give yep. him that. I agree. The second thing... When you, I must, my blinders must be coming off a little bit. And I do credit you for that because me noticing A, that he wasn't playing the instrument, B, that um, his name was listed first on all the songs. In the past, I wouldn't have cared about that at all. But now my cynicism has creeped in or crept in because I've infected you've infected me. And now I've gone from the beginning of this segment to, I can't be objective when it comes to Timberlake <laughs> to the end is being he's a pretentious prick. <laughs> How does that happen? 
I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. There's just a little hint of pretension there is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, and I have... Now look at me. I'm defending him now. (laughs) Actually, um, since you've pointed that out to me, which is several months ago now, I can see it from some of the things he tweets. But then part of me thinks, well, maybe he feels like he has a responsibility where some celebrities won't take that... They won't go out on that limb because yeah. and and I, he did that recently with having Hillary over to his house for lunch and taking a picture with her and saying I'm with her. Um maybe that was purely cuz he wanted to make sure Trump doesn't get elected. Maybe it had nothing else. Maybe it had nothing to do with his brand or anything. But he does strike mm-hmm. me as someone that has very good sen- good sense of his brand. Oh yes, branding and brand promotion. Yes. He got he got a little bit of RG3 in him. Yes. And I think you know what I mean by that. Yes, which I is, do. And, and so now I now, hate now, Justin Timberlake. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've now we've come to the conclusion that Justin Timberlake is no better than RG3 when it comes to brand promotion and being about the wrong things in right. general. But he's a talented <laughs> dude. Let's leave it at that. He's great. <laughs> I love Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, how's it going? We hope you've been enjoying the podcast thus far, and we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at SpeakTangents, or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. It has all the relevant links and information there. If you haven't been enjoying our podcast, we're sorry. Please let us know on our Snapchat account. Thanks. And speaking of feedback, um, yes. remember last week we played the song that Brad Weiss Wrote oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, John Fitzpatrick at FitzJohnP, he tweeted us, in terms of critical commentary, that song is hilarious, all caps, hilarious. <laughs> and we got to hear the whole thing. Um, yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <I> like... <laughs> nice, nice dig there at the end, too, by the way. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so thanks, John, and thanks again, Brad, for that hilarious song. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then Facebook, Dina... I might screw this up. Yegoditch? That sounds right. Um, yeah, or Yegoditch. Yegoditch. Yeah, that's better. Also okay. known as Dina from Damascus, I think. Uh-huh. Um, we were on Facebook. There was an exchange going about podcasts, and um, Dina wrote about speaking of tangents. She wrote, darn, I thought you were doing trigonometry, and I'm serious <laughs> about my disappointment. <laughs> which I laughed at because I'm pretty sure that Dina is a math teacher. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. <laughs> well, I would like to refer to my disclaimer in one of the episodes where I mentioned that it was not math related. Um, I don't remember which episode that was. That's right. But you think, did. Yeah. So, so please see our disclaimer for all legal reasons. <laughs> um, do, anything else uh, feedback wise that you saw? Uh, yeah, I got something on SoundCloud, which I didn't even realize. Um, you could leave feedback on SoundCloud in terms of like sending people messages, but I guess it's sort of turning into like every other thing on the internet now. It's got social media attached to it. Yes. Um, and this came in this week. Uh, it says, hey, and this is from Gilda Steele, and then a bunch of numbers that I'm not going to read. Um, it says, hey, I am Karina, young, wild, and smart. You will be amazed how passionate I can be and you will like it so much. And then there's a link here that I am never going to click on in a million years. 
So thanks, Gilda Steele, for that. I love that. You, you will be amazed how passionate I can be, and you will like it so much. Yeah. You know what I think I like of the... every time I hear that? What? You can, this is going to be good. <laughs> you can suck on it and like it. <laughs> That's what I well, think. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We don't want to. I'm not even, I'm, I'm even going to say anything about that. We're just going to keep moving right along. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think that's, yeah. Let's just so, uh, Amazon reviews. <laughs> um, uh, here's a few. Uh, you suggested a great suggestion um, this week for Amazon reviews. And uh, it was after Michael tweeted the picture of uh, Chessie playing with uh, the dog toys. I think they're turbo discs or something like that. that he, it was like a little video uh, clip yep. um, uh, this week that you suggested we do dog toys. Yes. So... I looked up um, something. I tried to get like a sheep or, you know, like some sort of animal, you know, toy. And I found this one. It's, it's a, kind of like a mixture of all different kind of animals. Okay. Um, it's had a sheep and a dog and a, you know, sheep and an alligator and an elephant and a few other things. Um, and so these are all reviews about this product. Uh, it's a Cozy Tupper the Lamb medium dog toy. And it says Tupper the Lamb, but um, there's like all different kinds and you can pick from inside. It's just all under the same header. Uh, this first one, it says, the dog this was purchased for was not excited, but another dog loves it. Okay, so, I mean, just being honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, five stars. They they didn't, you know, they didn't, just because one dog that they bought it for didn't like it, they didn't downrate the product. That's good. They were fair, um, at least. And here's a few, like, real quick hitters, um, real short ones. Uh, five stars did its job. Okay. Uh, good to know. Five stars. I mean, I can't knock the lamb. It did what it was supposed to do. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, oh, here's one star. Very disappointed in you. <laughs> the oh, lamb or okay. what? I, I guess it, does it think the lamb is is reading these reviews? What are you talking about? <laughs> this, disappointed in you. Um, here's another five star. Fine. All lowercase. Fine. <laughs> That's like last week's one where it wasn't it. Um... If you want. If you want, yeah. <laughs> yes. Here's another one. Uh, two stars. Dog ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the purpose of the toy. Yeah. Well, I don't think... Well, I, is it um, made of like soft material? Yeah, but it's considered a chew toy. Oh, it's a chew toy. I missed that. <laughs> that even yeah, it's, makes it better. It's kind of like... It's kind of a combination of both. It's supposed to be like where they can chew on it, but it's also got some like plush material on the outside of it. Okay. Um, Dog ate uh, it. Well, good. Is it five stars? Yeah. Uh, two stars. Oh, well, that's interesting. Here is a here's a five star one though. Uh, the title is not a cow. For some <laughs> reason, we thought this was a cow. It's clearly a lamb. I feel shame. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's something to be ashamed about. But you know, hey. Well, maybe um, there she or he is ashamed in the company. <laughs> that's true. I feel shame. Yeah, they could be feeling shame for the company, not yeah. for themselves. That's, yep. that's a very good point. Uh, and here's a couple of questions that struck me as funny. Um, uh, the question was, where is it made? And the second most useful answer is, the answer is unknown to me. <laughs> okay, thanks for answering. Yeah. Uh, and another question, will I receive the moose or is it one of many? And the most helpful answer is, order the moose. You get the moose. <laughs> I love it. That could be a t-shirt or a coffee yeah. mug. Order the moose. You get the moose. <laughs> and then this this one is about this next one is about um, the elephant version of this toy. And this is one of my favorite reviews that I've found. 
So two weeks in a row, we're, we're, we're hitting the jackpot here. This thing is incredible. When we purchased this toy, dubbed the Elefante, pronounced Elefante, she wrote out a pronunciation key for it. Uh, for When we purchased this toy for our eight-week-old Labrador puppy, we had no idea that this silly little pink elephant would capture our hearts and save our wallets for months to come. <laughs> our sweet little puppy, now nearly seven months old and going through puberty, thanks hormones, has been, oh, through, more, has been through more toys than your single mother. Oh. <laughs> but this elefante is still alive. There isn't a single rip or tear or hole with stuffing spilling out anywhere. It's incredible. We have tried other toys, some stuffed and some hard and rubbery, and yet none compared to the sheer awesomeness of the Elefante. Let me break this down for you. We have a Labrador, all caps. She chews like nobody's freaking business. It's ridiculous how much this dog has destroyed since being with us. We kind of hate her. <laughs> but she's our baby, so we love her. But anyways, I digress. This dog chews, and this silly pink elefante is still alive. That's incredible. <laughs> it used to be as big as she was, and now she's over 60 pounds, and the elefante is itty-bitty. And no matter how much she chews, slobbers, and tugs on it, it is still alive. My husband just pointed out the elefante is down a tail. Okay, other than the tail... And the possible loss of a rear left leg. This thing is still incredible. <laughs> and that's it. That's all we have to say about that. Oh, I love everything <laughs> about that. That's, uh, that's one of my favorite ones I've ever found on here. What? All that for a dog toy, a $5 dog toy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, and basically at the end there, she's conceding that it actually doesn't hold up, but it's still incredible. <laughs> I love the line about the dog chews everything. We basically hate him. Yeah, we basically But we still hate love him. him. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right. This next one gets into an area of um, assigning human qualities to a dog, to oh. animals in general. Anthropomorphizing um, them or anthro. Yeah. I'm not going like to attempt that. to say that word. That's the word. Yeah. I can't pronounce that word. But um, this, um, this is sort of in that area where um, I'm, I am okay with people who say, they call their pets their kids. Uh -huh. um, I would never do that. Go for it. Do it. If that's what you want to do, um, as long as you understand that it is a vast difference between no matter how much you love your pet or how much you dislike your kid, it's a vast difference between having a pet and having a child. Yeah. Uh, yep. Beyond that, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, roll with whatever you want to say. This is one I haven't heard, though. This lady says, four stars, nice and lovely toy. My grand pup adored this stuffed toy. So does she mean the dog that her dog gave birth to, or does she mean like her grandkids dog? Yeah. She I, means her, her um, daughter's dog. Her daughter's dog is her grandpup. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Is that a comp? I didn't see. I, that's one I hadn't heard. See, the people that call, most people that call the dogs their kids don't have kids. Don't. Yeah, and I mean, I understand that. So, yeah, sometimes we'll refer to my mom as Wrigley's grand, Wrigley's grand, not mom, but grand something, grand pup. <laughs> the other <laughs> way around. Sometimes, I mean, that we, we joke about that. Oh, see, I've never heard that. 
Yeah, so she's I, talking it really, about... Really, I was seriously asking, does she mean like, that her dog have a, a puppy no, or is it... No, no, because they're okay. anthropomorphizing or morphizing. Right. So basically, you're, you're right. this is the daughter's dog. Her daughter's... Okay. Her human daughter's dog. Is her grandpup. Yes. Hey, cool. Cool with me. <laughs> um, and this last one, which all that up until now has been cool. This one I'm going to have to disagree with. Okay. This is this is the last one. This is another one of those that may that is in the running for one of the best reviews I've ever seen on here. Awesome. And this is five stars. This is about the same dog toy. My husband and I rescued a dog, which is great. And this was the first stuffed toy that we got for him. We had given him all sorts of other toys that he loved, but we were not prepared for his reaction to this toy. He cried. <laughs> Literally cried he was apparently so overcome with joy that he carried the lamb in his mouth and cried for the rest of the afternoon (laughs) i i I want to stop right there because that's about half of it i want to stop right there and say i don't think that's a thing no I, i think that it's more likely lady that um he was allergic to some sort of fabric that was in this toy that's awful um i'm telling you i'm a dog owner there, yeah i dog love dogs i've had dogs cra- from all there life. are crazy dog owners well it's crazy when you take anything too far yeah it that's crazy um yeah. i i've heard of dogs smiling i've seen my dog smile it may actually not be a smile it may be an excitement that happens that turns the mouth upward yeah but i've not which is no. what happens in people. That's, that's exactly, what a smile yeah. is. An excitement that turns the mouth upward. <laughs> so I'm in for that. But the cr- crying tears of joy? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I think the dog's allergic to the toy. Okay. So this, this, this continues. Um, speaking of being allergic to the fabric, the fabric has held up great with no rips or tears, but the once soft fur is looking dingy from him constantly cradling it in his mouth. <laughs> Of course. If your dog is yeah, if your dog is anything like mine, please be prepared for them to be overjoyed. <laughs> oh, but one drawback. He was so overcome with joy with this new toy that his manners went right out the window, causing him to jump on us and thank us. <laughs> this woman is living in a fantasy land with her dog, which I wish her well, but <laughs> This yeah. is crazy to me. <laughs> well, the the last part about the dog being excited and jump up on the on the couch, I suppose if it was or whatever, I think the they were jumping on the person. They if yeah. they wanted to jump for the toy, it may not have been excitement, but they wanted the toy so badly they jumped up. I can see yeah. that. Or they may just have been excited to see the person. Yeah, They're not overcome with joy in losing their manners. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> right. It's <laughs> Manners are traits that human beings learn to fit in different situations. Etiquette. Dogs don't have etiquette as far as I'm concerned. They don't have etiquette. They can be trained, but sometimes they... I would not call it manners, though, even. No, you wouldn't call it manners. You'd call it... um, Training. Training, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she she goes a little overboard. (laughs) Yeah. She really likes that toy. Oh, yeah, that dog is... That, that dog is like, thank you very much. Oh, I love it so much. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> the dog is crying over the toy. I love your dog voice. 
Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, that was Elvis. That was Elvis dog. <laughs> I I think you're right though about the allergic. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I, it's certainly not that the dog's crying. It, no. You the, know, if the any, dog's eyes may have been watering, maybe. If anybody disagrees with us, we'd like to hear if your dog cries with joy. Let us Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Because I I love dogs. I love animals. I've you know I don't have currently have a dog because I have uh, a five year old that um, just didn't work out. Um, I had a dog for thirteen years before that, and you know. Uh, Yellow Lab was great. Uh, I've had dogs all my life. I'm all about pets, and we're going to get a new dog probably in the next year or two. But uh, this one I've never heard of, and I have a hard time believing. Yeah, yeah, I have a hard time believing that one too, because dog owners can be crazy. In a different category of cat owners, um, <laughs> which cat owners get a bad rap, but anyway, some yeah, o- that's for some other time. Okay. Was well, there anything else for this time? No, but I must say that this this episode really makes my mouth move in an upturned way. <laughs> I'm crying tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nope. That'll do it. All right. Bye. Bye. Speaking of tangents, is hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Directed by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced by Jason Fuse. Production assistant, KJ Onstead. Craft services by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed. Oh, and speaking of animals. Remind me to tell you about Crazy Poodle Lady someday. Someday when we have more time. But no animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas. And I love you.